and welcome to the Scott and Lodge Show. Two dicks talking bollocks. Two right. And have we got some bollocks for you tonight? Um, <laughs> so, well, first of all, Lodge, how are you doing, old, old pal, old chum? Squire? Yes, I'm a spiffing old boy, spiffing. <laughs> oh, I'm talking of old boy. This episode is brought to you by old boy. Old boy's sauce. A good friend of mine, who, in whom I already had implicit trust, releases a seductive array of hot sauces on the on the side of his normal job, and uh, he's released a new batch in time for Christmas. And uh, here I am today in possession of the full collection that arrived, and a, a veritable cornucopia of flav. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've only I've only tried two of them so far, but um, now big shout out to old boy. In fact, rather me people talking, I'd probably better, 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 better. Uh, Let's pull up. Um, yeah, so uh, let's let old boy do the talking, actually. So here we go. Old boy sauce returns a collection in a variety of zinging flavors. We have three new flavors to try, as well as the return of some of the old classics. Uh, all sources are five pounds, except for the chili jam, which is three. This is probably the bit I should say at the end, actually. Uh, I will just run you through some of the the sauces, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because whether you're into hot sauce or not, not all of these are, are that hot. Uh, so there's just let me just talk through them. So first of all, on the list, we've got several men waiting for a haircut. Now, can you guess what flavour that might be? <laughs> I, I'm afraid I'm struggling on that one. Well, there, there's, there's a there's a clue in the title. It's barbecue. Several oh, men waiting for a haircut. Barbecue. The title's a genius, by the way. So this is a smoked garlic barbecue sauce with a, with a slight kick, and I've tried this one uh, earlier on in a, with a bit of ham on in a bagel. Uh, it was banging. Um, <laughs> then we've got Vampire's Demise, uh, a new and improved recipe. Chipotle and black garlic with a spicy aftertaste. Strong smoky kick. Great on a burger or with pork. Then we've got Welcome to Paradise. Uh, which is typical bird's eye chilies, peri peri, uh, and then the clearly the the favourite, the people's favourite. Well, in fact, this one's already sold out. I'm afraid to to tell you all. Tropic like it's hot. Oh yeah. Uh, based on the sort of Bajan style, you've got habaneros, fatali. If that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Scotch bonnets, guan in there. Uh, <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a firm favourite. Goes well great with eggs. Apparently, I'm yet to try that one. And then we've got, I, th- I believe this is Old Boy's favourite of, of this year's collection, Orangutang, fermented super hot chilies with tangy orange, uh, mega tangy but also mega hot. Sound, sounds delicious though, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that one. We've then got Kick Me in the Brown, <laughs> which is a, a fruity brown sauce with a slight kick. Uh, goes great with sausages or on your brekkie, apparently. Uh, big shout out to Gaz, who I believe was responsible for the label and name for that one. Then there's one called the Sweet Release, which, which is a sweet chilli dipping sauce with, with a big old kick of spice, apparently. Great with nuggies. And then finally, Berry the Hatchet, which is a, a, a jumbleberry jam with scorpion chili, chilies, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries and blackberries. Um, not that hot, great in a cheese sarni or with chicken. And I can also vouch for this one, Lars, because that's the other one I tried earlier uh, in a cheese bagel. I went for two different bagels for lunch. Bagels, yeah, I know, but it was it was a nice uh, way to, to break in uh, the collection. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, to get to get down to business with this, check out Old Boys Sauce. Probably Instagram is the best place to go, and that is at Old Boys Sauce, one word. So please do go and check it out. I'm sure some are still available. I think it's just Tropic Like It's Hot, which is uh, which is sold out. So you know, 
unsurprising, really. So, um, yeah, delighted uh, to say that this episode is brought to you by Old Boy Sauce. So there you go. Uh, and you can message him on Instagram with your order and he'll get back to you and, uh, and get it all sorted for you. In time for Christmas, <laughs> possibly. Who knows? That's well, not to we're, you. We're full of delicious opinions. And if you need more sustenance, more deliciousness into your day, then Old Boy Sauce is definitely the way. Indeed. And um, Luz and I were talking before, actually, and we thought the notion of doing a bit of a... Um, uh, oh, God, what's it called? Uh, do you mean the uh, the hot ones? Hot right? ones, thank you, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we were looking for a reason to, to get together properly and do a, a video pod, and that might be the, uh, the perfect opportunity to do so. Uh, at some point, probably in the new year, we'll get together and we'll run through these. Some... Or they'll run through us. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And, um, well, I, I don't know what episode number this is yet again, but then yet again, does it matter? We're, we're here. That's all I feel that really matters. And, um, again, to sort of timestamp this episode, this is at the 12th of December we're recording on, and um, the last episode or episodes we did were on football, of course, and that was before the World Cup began. And um, this episode is being recorded just after, one might argue, the World Cup has ended, at least from an English perspective. Mm. But uh, I have France in the work sweepstake, so, you know, every cloud. Um, <laughs> well, as long as you're all right, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I mean, I, I listened to that show back not too long ago and... and um, yeah, you know, I gave my opinion on Gareth Southgate, didn't I? And um, I'm not saying I'm vindicated by that at all. I, I, you know, maintain my sort of opinion, but I would have loved for us to have gone the distance, um, but we didn't. So, no, and, no. Sorry, go I, on. I, I'm, I'm afraid it was just one of those where, I mean, even by the time we were playing the USA, I'd, I'd watched the first game, and, and then it was just sort of, oh, here we go. I just, I, there was something about it. I, I thought there's something in the air this is going to be a dull nil-nil draw, and I was right. And uh, I, I just, actually, I've been interested in almost every other part of the competition except the England matches since. So, um, actually, I'm, I'm mildly unfazed. Yeah, I mean, on a, forget the, the politics and all of that stuff. The, uh, just purely on the pitch, it's been a highly entertaining tournament. There have been crazy uh, results all over the place and nail-biting, you know, drama at the, at the death. And um, I've not watched a huge amount of it, but just watching the highlights, I thought, Whoa, this is like exciting stuff, you know? Mm. There seemed to be a bit of a, a, a... Early on, there were like lots of fairly dodgy penalties being given and things like that. I'm glad they sort of ironed that out a little bit. But yeah, as you say, not necessarily the most dynamic football, perhaps, but certainly exciting results and, and crazy twists and turns. Yeah. And um, also, in a, in a very quick, and I will make it quick, uh, addendum to those last episodes, we talked about favourite games of all time, didn't we? Mm. And unfathomably... I neglected to mention by far my favourite game of all time, like by far, um, <laughs> which was, you might think it was Brentford beating Swansea in the playoff final to reach the Premier League, <laughs> but it was actually the, the game before that, which was against Bournemouth in the semi-final. And I'm not going to go into it now because it's impertinent to this episode, but I just, it's a madness that I forgot that, quite frankly. So I've, I've got it out there now. I've put, put that hopefully to rights and, and we move on. That's now nestling between your lug holes where it will remain for all of 30 seconds. Yes. And looking ahead, Lars, and, um, in the very short term, as in the next hour, two hours, I believe you had some feedback that we should do another Christmas special. Yes. 
yeah one, one of uh one of my colleagues at work big up to you will if you're listening and if you're not you're in fucking trouble son giant all right will mate uh <laughs> basically yeah he he was the one who suggested to me if we weren't going to do another christmas episode that we should do a year in review and actually uh, in, in some ways my my take on the year has been almost sort of universally meh you know what i mean it, 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 at least in 2020 and 2021 there were lots of you know mega sort of earth shifting events and there certainly were this year but as I, as I sort of said to you, Scott, really, when I when I sat down to, <laughs> to start making a, a list of you know notable events for myself and indeed the world, uh, I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I thought, well, a Christmas, another Christmas episode, and then it's it doesn't feel like all that long since we did the last one, and actually, it's not too many episodes since we did the last one. I think we did seven between or something like that, uh, but the. Um, the idea of doing a sort of year's retrospective, I, I can well and truly really get behind. And, and so that is what, of course, we'll be doing. So we've got a few th- mini things pre-planned to kind of discuss, I guess. Again, not regimented really in any way, but just to help keep us on the straight and narrow. I was going to say, it wouldn't be us if it was regimented now, would it? No. So uh, without further ado... Right. Now... The year 2022, as it draws to a close, what have we learned? What's happened? So, <laughs> sorry. Been a while I'm getting lectorial here. Um, so, there's been a couple of previous episodes of Two Dicks Talking Bollocks where we've sort of ended things with a quiz. And um, we're going to start this one with a quiz. Because it's a short quiz, as I understand. I just found one online. It's 22 questions about the year 2022. And. Um, I think it'll just help jog our minds a little bit of what's happened. And, and, and I, you know, I don't know what's in there. I doubt it's going to be mind-numbingly, kind of insultingly, like, which monarch died? But, <laughs> but, um, but here it is. So um, I haven't obviously looked at the questions or anything. I just know there's 22 of them, and it covers um, a bit of an array of topics. So uh, I've got this on my phone. Lots and I'll just do this together, I suppose, and then <clears throat> you can play along at home, and um, <laughs> we'll all see how we fared. So yes. let me, typical, uh, push you through 87 adverts before you get to the, to the good stuff. So to the meat of it, here we go. Best of luck. <laughs> Question it's... one. Which monarch passed away in September 2022? <laughs> <laughs> oh, after a fucking banger. Right. Um, th- there I'll, was I'll... something funny about the Queen dying. That's no, of course. No, yes, yeah, so let me make that clear. Um, but it's, that is kind of funny, isn't it? Um, yeah. Right, well, I'll, I'll give you the options, Lars. Um, we've got <laughs> King Felipe IV of Spain. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, brackets, UK. King Philippe, big up the Philippes uh, of this year, uh, from Belgium, and Carl the 16th Gustaf from Sweden. Well, I was drinking beers with him the other night, so he's well and truly fine. <laughs> well, in that case, should we go with Queen Elizabeth II? Yeah, good old, good old Lizzie herself, bless her. Okay, I guess, uh, yeah, it won't tell us immediately whether we're right, or will just tell us at the end. Question two. Which team won the 2022 UEFA European Women's Football Championship? Oh, for goodness sake. 
<laughs> G- uh, Germany, Sweden, France, England. Uh, it's England. It's yeah, it's England. Yeah, let's let's not waste too much more time on that one. Trust Qu- trust the women to bring it home, eh? Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, that was brilliant. I'm sure that'll come up at some point. Question three. Beyonce released her seventh studio album in 2022. What is it called? I can hear I'm someone def- sh- shouting this from downstairs, probably. <laughs> definitely going to need some options on this one, I'm afraid. Yeah, that. yeah. So there's there's resurgence, renaissance, rebirth, revival. Now, I've got one in my head. Ooh. I don't know what's drawing me to this, but... I, I, I would... Renaissance sounded like it was right. That's um, what I, I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Right. Well, the two dicks are united. Well, no. I mean, if you want to reason further uh, through this one, was give us your yeah, thoughts. Bollocks. Renaissance. All right. <laughs> Question four: Who is the current vice president of the USA? Is it Anthony Blinken, Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, or John Roberts? Uh, I think it's Kamala Harris because it's the only name I've heard before. Okay. I was quite interested in the election, but um, I'm afraid this particular part of it passed me by. We'll go with Kamala Harris, Lars. Uh, Lars, another man I trust implicitly. Too right. Uh, okay, question five. In Formula One, who won their second world championship in 2022? I'm guessing you know this one. I'm not massive on F1, but I, I know this. I would imagine most listeners know this. Is it Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, or Sergio Perez? Is it Verstappen? It is Verstappen. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't think it was Hamilton. Uh, in, under incredibly controversial circumstances, but uh, we haven't got time to go into that. Moving on to question six. What is the name of NASA's latest space telescope? James Webb. <laughs> Jake Parker. Johnny Walker or Jamie Ryan? Jamie Ryan. Don't know why. Just feels right. All right. It sounds okay. like a, a character from a thriller. Do you know what I mean? Like um, like Jack Reacher or someone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Uh, on to question seven then. Which country won the Six Nations Rugby Championship in 2022? Do you know this one, Lars? Not a fucking sausage. Uh, well, I know because uh, I watched them beat England in the final game to win it. And they yeah, you like, like a bit of the uh, the old egg chasing, don't you? Yeah, and we we watched we watched the game in, in a, the Regal Cinema, which was an amazing experience. Like this Art Deco <laughs> cinema, it was fantastic. Uh, and it's France who who took the crown. So moving, we'll have to be fairly swiftly on, otherwise this quiz will take up like half the pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Question eight: Which of these legends headlined Glastonbury in 2022? Was it D- Dolly Parton, Stevie Wonder, Madonna, or Paul McCartney? I think I know this one. Is it Stevie? I wonder if it is. <laughs> oh, you got me wondering now. I had Paul McCartney in my head. I think that might have been the year before, but I'm willing to acquiesce to my uh, my better half. It could be any of them. I don't think it was Madonna. Surely not. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Tits are far too saggy now. Whereas Dolly Parton's tits are still holding true. Oh, sure. Well, you pump that much money into them. <laughs> pumps everything into them yeah exactly inflated <laughs> should we just go with dolly parton yeah i mean the bands yeah people, I don't... people say she's just a big pair of <laughs> yeah um reference 
Right, question nine. Which British Prime Minister only lasted 44 days? Okay, some of these are insultingly easy. Big, up, big up the Liz Truss. I mean, I'd love for it to have been Boris Johnson, um, but it's, yes, it's yeah. Liz Truss. So. Question ten. No Time to Die won the award for Best Original Song at the Oscars in 2022. But who sang it? Is it Adele? Ariana Grande? Dua Lipa, if that's how you pronounce it. Everyone else probably knows how to pronounce that other than me. No, no, or, I think that's right. Or is it, and I'm pretty sure it is, Billie Eilish? Yeah, I think it is Billie Eilish, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because she did do the Bond this year, I believe. <laughs> uh, and then question. she did the music. <laughs> question 11. David Beckham queued to see the Queen lying in state, but how many hours did he queue for? <laughs> Fuck off. Is it, was it 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, or 16 hours? Uh, I seem to remember 12. I think it was 10. I think it was 10. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, to be honest with you, let's face it, he probably... Uh, about to offend some listeners, uh, as usual. We like to do that within the first 15 minutes, don't we? We do. Um, I don't think he did it for any reason other than PR. You know, after the damage that took with his involvement in the Qatar World Cup and stuff, I just can't see it being any other than... And let's face it, if Beckham hadn't queued publicly like that... Would Holly and Philip have got the rollicking, you know, <laughs> shitstorm that they did? Probably not. Anyway, question 12. <laughs> Tom Cruise. On. Tom Cruise starred in the Top Gun sequel, which was the biggest movie of 2022, but what's its full title? Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, moving on. I've just realised if anyone's playing along at home, we're not giving them all the options, are we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, we've taken everyone else out of the running. Yeah, well, um, we're too but, good. I'm just conscious of time here, because we're only on question 13. I mean, I'm enjoying this quiz. I always love a quiz, but... Uh... Yeah. Uh, question 13. Which team won the Super Bowl in 2022? Was it the Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or the Los Angeles Rams? Uh, no idea. Stupid game. Don't follow it. Um, not as big a deal as I think it is. Uh, I, I mean... Rams, maybe, or the Buccaneers, did I hear? Yeah, I mean, I think it might be the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know why, but I'm happy to go Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because back when I was sort of, you know, early teens and going out to Florida to Bush Gardens and stuff, I bought a Tampa Bay Buccaneers shirt, because I just thought it was cool at the time. Of course you did. Is that, is that reason to opt for them here? I don't know. But, um, yes. Okay, yes it is, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, okay, question 14. Clearly, um, this one was for you, Loz. Ooh. Which of these rappers passed away in 2022? Was it, and I suspect it is, answer number one, Coolio. Ooh. Dr. Dre. No. Notorious B.I.G. Or Stormzy. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, uh... Surely most people know that's Coolio. He's, he's gone to the big gangster's paradise in the sky. Yeah. Um, question 15. In, oh, okay. In which British city were the Commonwealth Games held this year? Brummidgeum. I was going to say I'm sat in it, mate. Uh, question 16. Which popular band embarked on their Music of the Spheres tour in 2022? Was it Oasis? No, it wasn't. No. Was it One Direction? I hope not. Don't know. I, I think it's Coldplay. Uh, BTS is being given as an option here. I think it's Coldplay. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm I'm willing to uh, to go with Coldplay myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Question 17. Okay. Uh, which movie star hit the headlines after slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars? Will Smith. Yeah. Question 18. What is the surname of the Ukrainian president? Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Zelensky. Kempinski or Borkovsky? It's uh, Zelensky, isn't it? I th- yeah. It's either that or Borkovsky. I'd... Let's go Zelensky. Yeah. Does sound does sound right. This bizarre fluctuation in, in difficulty with some of these questions. Which social media network did Elon Musk take over in 2022? Twitter. Which of the Kardashians got married in 2022? I don't know this oh. one, do you? Yeah, Kim. I mean, if I, I, if I, I told you it starts with a K, then that's not a clue. Because it's Kim, Kylie, Chloe. Courtney, or Chloe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have got a deal on K stuff, haven't they? Yeah. Right, um, a bunch of cunts, if you ask me. With a K. Yeah, and it. Um, which one, then? Should we go with... Uh, I, th- I Chloe? think Kim, Kim got married after divorcing Kanye, didn't, you, didn't she? So, yeah, I'm going to go... The, 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 the big bitch herself. <laughs> the big bitch herself. Okay. <laughs> she's she's uh, broken his heart. She's broke the internet. Uh, right, we've got the final two questions now. Um, what is the name of the climate change conference that was held in Egypt in November? Is it COP... I don't know what that stands for, I'm afraid. COP9. Uh, I'm going to change it to COP here on because it just sounds better. COP12. <laughs> COP27 or COP31. Oh, uh, COP27's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, but that is do you know what? your guess. I, I would believe there might be some reason behind that. COP27. I think there's probably a big five-year initiative, you know, to have this, this and this achieved in a five-year plan and hence COP27. That's what I'm going for there. I was I was going to go on some derivation of the G8, but no. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yes. Question 22 to round this off. Which, do, com- do, 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 do. which country won the most medals at the Commonwealth Games in 2022? Was it Australia, England, Canada or India? Uh, I genuinely don't know. <sighs> Australia maybe because they're good at all that. Yeah, or Canada? Swimming in that. What, Australia because of swimming in that? Yes. Yeah, all right then. (laughs) (laughs) Right, as usual, put my... Give us your details. I'll just put my email address in quickly. I won't uh, reveal this to the listeners. That would be funny if we just couldn't get the score now and we just wasted 20 minutes. (laughs) If it doesn't work, I'll be be aggrieved, peeved. Crestful. Like you wouldn't believe. Oh... Okay, it's... Oh, is it loading? There's a loading wheel here. Let's just give it a minute. Oh, God almighty. Let's let's have a bit of the old... Uh, it, oh, God, what's the... American show. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. Is it Jeopardy? Thank you, yeah, yeah. Just elevator music whilst this bullshit happens. Okay, is this... this a, uh, I'll tell you what, let's move on, and then shall we, like... I'll just let <laughs> let this do its thing in the background and then we'll return to it if it tells us. And if it doesn't, then that's just a spectacular waste of everyone's time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So th- okay. There's, there's a bit of a whistle-stop recap uh, for you all of things that happened in the year 2022. But, you know, with Loz and I being the spectacular uh, narcissists that we are, we'd much rather talk about, you know, what happened to and for us throughout the year. And... Um, I guess we'll do a bit of that. So, 
Don't know we to... just we're just frankly not organized enough for it to be in any particular order. So you know, if we start out with something that happened later, and then you know get to something that was more towards January, <laughs> don't know what to tell you. But um, I know. You know. Well, I'm quite happy to like jump back and forth chronologically. I mean, what I did try and do was make a note of at least something for each month, so I kind of had something to go off. So oh, good lad. And actually, I mean, what I would say is, I suppose, really. It kind of all starts in December of last year for mm. me in terms of the story of this year, because, uh, I mean, when we did that Christmas pod, uh, I can't remember the date on which we did that, but it was like, you know, obviously in the run up to Christmas, I think it might have been like the, uh, probably around your birthday, to be honest. Yes. And um, basically at that time, I just started talking to someone online and kind of we hadn't met by that point, but it's very difficult to pinpoint things down to the day, obviously looking back a year ago, but, um, <laughs> but basically it all built up to like December the 30th of 2021 Ooh. where, where we met and had our first date and then the rest is history. Wallop. So, wallop. <laughs> yeah, in, <laughs> indeed. Lars. I'm sure that's the first thing she'd say as well. And um, that was, that was basically when I met Vicky and, and obviously that'll play a big part in kind of everything I talk about this year, but I had to start there. You did. Uh, you don't have to tell me about your December 21 was, but you can if you want. Um, I mean, how was your birthday last year? <laughs> your birthday's three days away this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, to to be uh, boring about it, it passed fairly without incident. I mean, you know, I, I, I love my friends and family and I'm always pleased and thrilled to, to receive anything other than abuse for my birthday. <laughs> and indeed Christmas. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've, I, I feel like I've been numbed over these last couple of years. And I, I, I have a, a tendency to go into survival mode anyway, but um, even more so over the last couple of years. So I'm, I, I, I'm not sort of, I don't have any great memories. You know, it's, oh, you know, the, <laughs> I, I had this gift, which was particularly amazing or, or not. And there was, there was I, yeah, it was fine. Good. Good. Are you doing anything for for this year? Not really. No. Good. Well, um, I I used to really make an effort with my birthdays, and I would love to now, but it's always been a struggle, and it's always difficult to get the people that you want together. And then if you finally get the people, trying <clears> to get something organised when everyone's having their office Christmas parties is is just a crapshoot. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take a lesson from old Lizzie herself, bless her. And I'm going to um, implement a royal birthday for myself. And uh, I'm going to go uh, maybe in the summer. We can have a, a big old booze up in the summer. Nice. Like for your old pal, Lars. Like it. I reckon, um, before we actually start talking about this year properly, um, mm. let's take a short break and then resume for part two, shall we? Okie doke. I mean, I call it part two. It's part two as far as Loz and I are concerned. But I mean, for you guys, about three seconds elapsed in between, you know. But from, exactly. from, from Loz and I's point of view, there's a bit more of a gap. So uh, let's let's uh, begin that gap and then uh, end that gap momentarily. <laughs> I think we should, we should almost... This meeting is being recorded. Oh. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Sorry, Loz. Oh. Uh, uh, you were going to suggest something there. Do you want to do it off air? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Oh, saucy! Oh, boy, sauces. Yeah, good idea. I like it. And and now we can begin. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so we bridged there uh, with um, the December twenty-one, and then so I suppose 
you know, if, if I was going to run chronologically into January 2022, naturally the year started obviously with the excitement of, of having met Vicky and stuff. And, um, you know, we, although I lived separately at the time, we were still meeting up as much as we could. And arguably one of the more notable things in January was that she gave me COVID uh, within about <laughs> three weeks of having known her. Um, not the last time she would go on to do it that year either. But rather curiously, and, and naturally, like I said, you know, Vicky will come up quite a bit in this year um, for good reason. Naturally. But um, one of the notable things in January was that uh, one of the first dates we had, we went to to the Regal again, actually. Uh, this was before the Six Nations, but um, to see the Matrix. Ah. And um, uh, funny enough, so in previous episodes, we've obviously done like music, we've done films, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, you know, this episode is a good opportunity to kind of talk about the stuff that came out this year in those yes. categories. And uh, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, The Matrix is one of the notable films. I thought it was okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. But yeah. the, the interesting thing with it is that Neo and Trinity, uh, spoiler alert, but you've had plenty of opportunity to have seen it by now. Trinity and Almost Neo. the whole year, in fact. Yeah. Um, it, it's a lot to do with Trinity and Neo having, you know, met before and like Will he remember or is it will she remember i can't remember but um <laughs> oh the irony yeah but curiously right and this blew my mind vicky found out that we had actually spoken like five years earlier and it just kind of fizzled out because we were both in very different places at the time in our lives and stuff and it just kind of fizzled out uh, but neither of us could remember and um <laughs> and so it was it you know quite a it was like weeks in you know that we that she found out that there was this whole correspondence um <laughs> from five years ago on um facebook messenger uh, other messaging services are available and um it just blew my mind and then when we went to see um the matrix it just felt on a strange parallel with that really sure sure i can't remember whether, whether she found out first or whether we went to see the film and then went on to find out afterwards but I don't know, but we've got these cool little figures of Neo and Trinity, you know, like the uh, pop, um, what are they called? The, the pop. Funko. Yeah, so we got those two on um, the DVD shelf, which is yeah, cool. I did, I did spy them when I was around. Yeah, so that well, that's why they're there. Was... Mm. Well, that makes them more interesting because as far as I'm concerned, I, I haven't seen it, so I suppose I should, uh, you know, stay oh, you away from slagging it, but um, I, I wasn't. Oh, it was just a bit like why now but i really like that it's got that sentimental um thing for you guys yeah uh, i mean the, yeah the film itself was okay yeah uh, the films we've been to see this year that i've got there's one coming up which i've got plenty to say about but um i'll wait until then just neil get, patrick harris and the matrix uh, not, well, not a natural <clears throat> fit no um and he was good in it it was quite entertaining seeing him in that role in there mm. how much of january do you remember loz <laughs> okay this is this is where, where i'm going to show myself up um i don't know mate to be quite honest <laughs> well we um, could like d d you, it doesn't have to follow chronologically you could just jump to something that happened to you this year that you want to bring to the mic well that's that's the trouble <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah um it, nothing jumps i mean I mean, working as I do in retail uh, for a supermarket chain, uh, what happens is they spend the, the the January overtime budget in December so that there's, you know, people working all the time when, you know, frankly, they'd probably rather 
be doing other things, but you know, understandably, we're quite busy at Christmas. If you hadn't noticed, um, yeah, January is normal. Normally, always sort of it goes by fairly quickly. There's lots of waiting around. There's no overtime, so you've, you you're almost broke. You're still broke after Christmas. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that was my January. It was was probably uh, uh, you know using what monies I'd received over Christmas and birthday. With a, a few Amazon bargains, no doubt. Oh yes, but this is not really entertaining content for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do struggle to remember January now. Um, I really do. But they, yeah, they were a couple of things that I could think of. It happened. Um, no, it was a, a, by all accounts a great January compared to some in the past. February was Vicky's birthday, so naturally that kind of dominated and. I'm not going to go like massively into that, but I I obviously wanted to go all out for that one, and I I think I did. I think I did a good job. I think I pulled it off. Uh, but I'm not going to go into any of that stuff. I don't want it to become a soppy pod, you know. No. But um, did did you stay away from the stuffed peppers this time? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we have made stuffed peppers on a few occasions, and it's good because it's it's eliminated all the trauma that was previously attached to that dish from a <laughs> previous relationship. <laughs> Um, which, funny enough, was in February <clears throat> of that year because mm. um, of Valentine's Day. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I said it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But Valentine's Day was quite low key this year in a way because it did follow, you know, Vicky's birthday, like a matter of seven or eight days later. So, oh, well, who gives a shit then? Well, eleven days to be exact. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was a great month, and um, and then it was kind of. March, I suppose, where we had like the first holiday. We went to Alton Towers. That came up in a previous pod, so I don't need to go over it again. But just an epic trip to Alton Towers, which was brilliant. But the fun of that trip aside, it also coincided with quite a stressful period of the year, which was that. So I think again, it was in the Christmas pod that we did last year. Uh, I'd just started a new job, and and I'd been out of work for a good few years because I'd taken time out for various reasons, and um you know, I don't know how many listeners have read the book, but you'd know all about some of that stuff in that. Well, pretty much all of it. And um, I took time out just for, to get myself together and also um, to write the book. Mm. That, that book was written in 2020 when, you know, most people were kind of stuck inside for the vast majority of it. So I, I put um, I put that to good use. But anyway, I had basically spent a long period of time after that trying to get back into the line of work that I did before. I don't know why I need to particularly keep it secret. It was in the book for goodness sake. Yeah. So product management and um, it was proven very difficult because of the length of time out and all this sort of stuff. And I wasn't sure whether to actually how best to broach that, you know, on both the CV, but also in like an interview situation. So to begin with, I was erring on the side of, well, let's just come out with it all, you know, Um, Mm. and hopefully that'll get half a foot in the door that will command someone's respect and then I can get the opportunity to actually sit down and, and explain it properly. And and I like to think I'm quite good in an interview. And so that happened time and time again. Prospective employers were like, okay, wow, well, I want to speak to this guy. Uh, and then I'd get to speak to them and then I would go through three interviews and then fall agonizingly short at the end. And of course, you never quite know why they might say, well, you're, you were a fantastic candidate, etc. We just went for someone who had more experience. And that may or may not be true. I don't know. But obviously, it got more and more demoralizing and a bit soul crushing. And it got to the point where I genuinely didn't know whether A, I would be able to return to that type of job and B, whether I had it in me to keep trying. Mm -hmm. But I did manage to find a return into product management. And it was 
with a company that I won't name or anything, but um, it was an interesting role because it had shades of product management, but not the full on responsibility. So it actually seemed to be quite a nice stepping stone back in. And, um, you know, it was quite a nice, uh, based in a nice area and stuff like that. But just, th- so this was kind of November, if you like, I think I started that job through till this point in March, where things almost came to a head, really. I just was getting a bit sick of it. I wasn't enjoying the, the role. I, the product didn't chime with me at all. And um, those that know me know that I'm not afraid to switch it up in those situations. <laughs> so. And chiming is very important in the workplace. Yes. Yeah. One must always chime in the workplace, I believe. Um, but yeah, I've never been afraid to just change things up. And and so I was looking for a job, like a different job quite early into that one. And yeah, about four months in, you know, I was still in my probation with this company, but interviewed for another place immediately resonated much more with me. Um, and I think I, I did with them and it just, and so I got the good news just before going to Alton Towers and then the, the contract, et cetera, came through whilst at Alton Towers. And so I basically handed in my notice over the phone in the, in the corridor of Splash, <laughs> Splash Landings Water Park Hotel. And um, again, you know, without naming the company, then this isn't really any kind of breach of any confidentiality. But he replied, seeming genuinely shocked. And then he said, oh, I've spoken with X, you know, in the, the board and um, we want to set up a call with you tomorrow. Is that OK? And I thought, oh, OK, OK. I wonder if they'll try and counter offer or something like that. No, it was just an opportunity for them to bitch and moan at me for, uh, on a Zoom call, <laughs> which, which again, I had in, in my hotel room in, in the middle of a water park. And it was just, they, they obviously didn't take it well, in particular, my boss's boss, who uh, was really quite bitter about it and just, just wanted to get me on a screen in front of him so he could just let all the frustration out and tell me how he thought I'd screwed them over and stuff like that. So it was quite a, a strange set of emotions leaving that, uh, transitioning from that job in. But obviously, ultimately, I didn't care. I found it quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> with all that said couldn't give a shit mate. well uh, you know i don't th- even think that's particularly selfish to say i'm sorry you know i wasn't uh... i wasn't happy i wasn't happy i changed it i could not have been more vindicated in my decision i'm absolutely loving the job i'm in right now and so but i just, just had to just 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 because uh, i remember this uh, chiding for you you slightly with this uh, previously so just uh, just play, playing devil's advocate as far as i'm concerned because you have gone to lengths to to outline the, the this story so i mean you know with the with the greatest of respect and obviously i i only wanted the you know the best for you i'd been you know around you whilst you'd prepared for numerous interviews and you know it'd been obviously a very draining process and i did like you wonder whether you were ever going to get back on the on the bike at the level that you you wanted to and credit to you'd been very open with uh, a lot of these interviewers and i I think it's probably something that um it shows a a good level of character more than anything else but they took a chance on you (laughs) when when you had like very little other options going they immediately (laughs) invited you to their office party they put you up in a hotel (laughs) before even the end of your probation you've gone to the fucking scene a bit lads <laughs> I now, mean I know, it, I know it wasn't that entirely but <laughs> <laughs> what, the but... funny thing for me really is it's so you it's, it's so you <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, it's always easier to get a job when you're in a job, right? Of course. 
And um, yeah, I, again, I don't want <laughs> here I am about to say I don't mean to be unprofessional, but I, I wasn't happy. I really wasn't. And it was really starting to drain me. And I thought, no, I've got to I've got to look at alternate options here. And, and so anyway, yeah, it was it was a, a strange week, really. Again, you know, talk about weeks in my life. That was another one where, with a big change. Mm. And enough said on that, really. Uh, but I mean, in April, of course, I started that new job and uh, haven't looked back. I love it so much. And where do we go from here? I mean, obviously, I can go into May. I don't necessarily want this to just be Scott talks about his year. But... <laughs> um, I, I'm absolutely... Uh, I, oh, Jesus Christ, this is terrible, isn't it? Well, on my part, anyway, you've, you've been holding your end up admirably, but... Um... <laughs> I, I just don't think of things in terms of months. Do you know what I mean? I just remember yeah. what's happened in the year. I, I'm even struggling to think, was there a, a Marvel film that came out around this time? Because they'd, they'd really been cranking them out. As if I you, could you fucking would. tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're not going to have dead air whilst I Google something that I should well <laughs> fucking know. Well, I can, I can sort of move into, into May because May was a brilliant month. Um, we went to Budapest which was amazing. And then we went to London as well for a good week or so mm. and just properly did London. Do you know what I mean? Like we, I can't remember how many days we were there. I think it was four or five. But of course we did, we went to see The Lion King. We went to see The Book of Mormon, which I've seen now twice and just as good as I remember it. Probably the most, uh, one of the most bizarre experiences of the year was we did something called Dan's Le Noir, which was translates to Dining in the Dark. Ah. And um, this is an experience available in London and I believe Paris. And um, all I can say is you've got to try this in terms of just an interesting experience. So basically you go in and um, all the waiters are completely blind and they, what? Um, and they take all of your equipment, electrical equipment off you. And what they do is they lead you into a room, like an, <laughs> I'm sorry. a dining room, which is completely devoid of all light. Like they, it's built in such a way that you zigzag your way in. So any outside influence of the light of the corridor is like, um, you know, this zigzaggy corridor cuts that out. So when you get into the room and what happens is the waiter says, right, you need to put your hand on my shoulder and then sort of Vicky put her hand on my shoulder. And we were like led into the room by this blind waiter. And he like, and of course, it, and I mean, complete darkness last. There was not even yeah, a, yeah. There was not even a hint of any light. It was bizarre. Yeah, and we had to like shuffle, you know, like penguins to try and find our seat, and and he'd help us sit down and stuff like that. And then you you could order off the menu. Um, we'd already ordered in advance. It was like, do you want them a vegetarian option, the the meat option, or I think it was like the fish option. And you don't know what you're going to get. And what happens is that you know they pass you your plate, and you, it's everything takes so long as you can imagine you've got to like f find your plate and then get it down and then and you've got cutlery but obviously you can't see them and, and it i quickly realized it was impossible using cutlery so mm. i was just blindly like sort of eating off the plate with my hands and um <laughs> and one of the hardest things was to find our drinks you know without knocking them flying and of course uh, you've met vicky and i Lars. You know, thankfully, I've met someone who cherishes any opportunity to to just be random and weird and just enjoy everything in life. You know, derive yes. enjoyment from this from anything simple that would otherwise perhaps be boring. 
And um, of course, the, there were other people in the room with us who were sat there like in complete silence. And they were very much being respectful, I think, of the people around them. Whereas, of course, we thought this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. you know? So I was like <laughs> lifting up my shirt and then like <laughs> putting her hand against my nipple, <laughs> like two, two feet away from a middle aged woman, you know, trying to get on with their salmon or something. And, um, and like I, I took a scoop of mashed potato and just like sort of slowly went towards her face with it. Uh, blew a napkin in her direction, which scared the shit out of her. It was just one of the funniest experiences of my life. And her, I can her imagine. Life. And then you get out. Of course, you have to be led back out again. The whole thing takes ages, as you can imagine. Mm. And then uh, you scan a QR code on the way out, and you can see what the meals were. And we were like, oh, that's what that was. Mm. It was just such a funny experience that I would recommend wholeheartedly dining in the dark to anyone that's in London. Or Paris. Or Paris, yeah. Yeah. And and May sort of led into June while we were still in London. And in fact, the real reason we went to London was for Meshuggah at the Royal Albert Hall, mm. which was right at the start of June. And that was amazing, as you can imagine. I was surprised you managed to get Vicky to go with you to that. Well, it's not massively her thing, but she again, she's not at the same time massively opposed to it either. She just enjoys live mm. music. And Meshuggah at the Royal Albert Hall, you know, is, is something to experience, let me tell you. Sure. And... um yeah, so that was amazing. And then it wasn't the only live experience, musical experience of June was. We went to Barioke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, anyone who's watched Extras, uh, or indeed EastEnders, will know who um, Sean Williamson is. Uh, superb comedic actor, I think. And um, yeah, again, anyone who's seen Extras will know he's got a bit of a, bit of a singing voice on him. Mm. Yeah, microphones are for wimps, I believe he said. All you want to do is ride around Sally. Yeah, right, Sally, right. What are you doing? Just having a little sing song. <laughs> and life's too short as well. Yeah, he was brilliant in life's too short. Mm. Um, yeah, and so Barioke basically he took requests from the crowd, and, and people could go, get up on stage with him. I don't know why I didn't do it. I think I just assumed it had all been you know booked in advance, and um, I'd missed the opportunity to like get my submission in. But I'd, I I probably could have got up there if I if I'd requested it. It went on for ages, and it was, I was yeah. Gonna say I I bet you fucking show off. It was um <laughs> an, yeah again an amusing experience, and we met him at the end. Absolutely stellar fella really affable would seem genuinely really pleased to to listen to me just gush out my adoration for, you know for his performance in extras and, and life's too short and uh he just he was so nice he was just such a nice guy yeah it seems it doesn't he well uh, you, you would know but yeah <laughs> uh, and yeah and um and also not that this strictly counts as a musical experience but um we went to see one of my favorite bands give a sort of interview at um a vinyl sort of shop in in Birmingham is Porcupine Tree, Luz. Oh yes, yeah. They they came back this year after something like a twelve year hiatus, and and um, as part of the junket, you know, for their new albums release, they went to a couple of music stores up and down the country and just did a bit of a Q and A, like with the fans and just a bit of an interview with someone, and and that was really cool. Like Stephen Wilson, one of my musical heroes, and here I suddenly was stood about sort of fifteen feet away from him, and, and the rest of the band do I love, so that was cool. But, I mean, probably the most notable thing, actually, of everything in June was, and again, this is something I'll try and just skim over fairly quickly, because, again, I'm very conscious of just, like, going on about my year here, and I really don't think <laughs> anyone wants to hear it in much detail. But I got a car back in June. I got a, back on the yes. road. Back on the road again. <laughs> if anyone on knows the that, road again. If anyone knows that reference, rate my takeaway, if you didn't. 
Uh, yeah, basically, going back to 2019 with, with a, just a horrendous year, to say the least, I did lose my driving license as part of that. And actually, um, it it just, what's the word? It just dragged on way longer than it should have done. Um, I should have only been banned for about half the amount of time that it took for me to get a car back. And it was because the DVLA, um, you know, I'm not crying out here for sympathy, but just the DVLA completely bollocked something up. And it meant that the whole admin process took like about a year on top of the ban yeah and i had to go through a medical and stuff like that and i had no idea they'd they'd neglected to tell me all this kind of protocol uh which set me back like months and then anyway yeah went through all of that uh notoriously difficult medical to pass uh which i think i had in may in the middle of all that london stuff i'm sure um anyway thankfully i passed that with flying colors so i got a car back again in june and given the amount of time i'd been away from the road i thought well let's get a fairly nice car this time you know let's um make it worth the wait and because of uh what happened and you know things like that obviously i'm paying through the nose a bit at the moment finance wise for it and stuff like that but that's fine i would have been paying through the nose for any type of car mm. so so actually the the hike to go to the car that i got wasn't that bad at all you know so it's just sure. paying a king's ransom to drive at the moment but that's fine that's part of the the judicial process for me you know that that's fine the wait took frustratingly long and that was the dvla being a bunch of cocksuckers quite frankly but um <laughs> but <clears throat> everything else to do with the situation well i accept that i'm just going to be paying yes, a lot yeah. of money for a while you know that's fine I, I understand that it's only money yeah and so yeah you know it's great to have that on. and yeah july was a relatively quiet month now, wasn't it around, was it around this time where I came to visit or was it a little bit later on? Just, I'm just trying to center myself into where we are. I think it was a bit later on. Okay. Okay. But we would have met up by this point for sure. We would have come down to your neck of the woods and uh, on at least one occasion. Yes. But you came over. Well, I'll tell you when you came over here, Loz, it was for Brentford, Manchester United. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. yeah. So that so would have been like, like September, wouldn't it? Yeah. September, so, October or something. Yeah. Um, shit like that so like yeah july was a quiet month really quite nice we just after all of the everything i just talked about with the car and and the the two holidays the previous month um <laughs> july had to be a relatively quiet month but then august was the um the herald of another holiday actually uh so i mean we talked about the well the commonwealth games we talked about in that quiz didn't we now let me mm. in fact no i'll tell you what i won't check my phone i'll check my phone at the very end of the podcast and i'll see if we've got our results and if not what a spectacular what wouldn't it just be scott and lars if we did that for nothing yeah just just yeah. for shits and gigs i'll keep my phone over there and i'll check that at the end but um the, the commonwealth games were mentioned and we went to that living in birmingham and particularly quite near edgebaston fucking rude not to in it so we went to the commonwealth t20 final um sadly england uh, women lost in the semi so we watched australia versus india and again, sadly, Australia won. But it was uh, enjoying, enjoyable nonetheless. It was enjoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've written a book. <laughs> <laughs> sort yourself out. <sighs> happens to the best of us, Dean. Well, clearly. And so, uh, yeah, we went to Chessington and Thorpe Park in August as well. I was talking when we did the theme park pod. Mm. Uh, that was before that trip i think uh, yeah, and, yeah. and at that point i don't think that trip was planned but i remember talking about like vampire for example being my think number four coaster ever or something and saying you know i've got to get back down there to, to ride vampire and, and uh, that is exactly what i did in august and um 
Chessington, I, I much enjoy Chessington more than Thorpe Park, which is more because of sentiment, really. Thorpe Park is a better sort of coaster and thrill ride experience. But Chessington is where all the sentiment and nostalgia lies for me. Again, mm. anyone that's read the book will know all about that. And, um, you know, Chessington is much more up Vicky's proverbial alley as well in terms of like the um, intensity of the rides there. And, <laughs> and um, possibly the highlight of the entire year was going on the Gruffalo River Adventure. With Vicky, which is which is strange actually, because I was gearing up to loathe that ride uh, for very good reason. It replaced the beloved Professor Burp's Bubble Works, that is a part of my childhood, just a true magical experience. And and they'd sort of re-kitted out the same ride in the style of the Gruffalo, but actually it was brilliant because it was like Vicky's first experience of that ride, and it just the way she enjoyed it and, and like just received the whole experience reminded me very much of how I felt going on Bubble Works all those years ago. So it was actually a really nice experience in the end. Mm. Was, yeah, w- w- definitely one of the highlights, if not the highlight of the year, going on that ride. And in fact, the other one would be, in fact, this was in September, as if um, you know not crammed in enough theme park visits already this year. In September, we went back down to that neck of the woods for Legoland. Yeah. And uh, that was good. That was a good day out. Uh, we went on something called Flight of the Skyline, which was just probably the uh, Vicky's favourite ride experience, I think. So obviously that was amazing as well. That I think that and um, Gruffalo would be the, the two highlights of the entire year. Wow. Okay, fair enough. And actually, as part of that same trip to Legoland, we, we, this was just after the Queen died and we went to Windsor Castle because, of course, Legoland yes. is in Windsor. And um, so that was an interesting experience going and visiting the castle you know like two days afterwards mm. very sort of charged experience just seeing everyone there i, I know we often take a, a light-hearted approach on this uh, this here podcast but i'd just like to take a moment to to say you know how almost surprisingly emotional i found the the queen's passing i i, I won't say that i was sort of sobbing openly or anything but um i, I experienced <laughs> a, a a level of sort of apathy to downright disrespect at work from various people not necessarily um people working there but just you know um yeah customers and that that sort of thing and yeah i i always thought the queen did a, a marvelous job and uh, she was a an incredible re- representative for this country and i think she probably contributed more than uh, many people seem to realize i mean the one bloke in particular turned to me and sort of went well, I've got the day off. That's about all she fucking did for me. And I thought, well, you're an ungrateful little prick, then, aren't you? Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's totally unnecessarily callous, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, from uh, from both myself and Scott, I'm sure uh, we were very very sorry to hear of the Queen passing. Well, yeah, it'd be mad not to talk about it. You know, throughout things that happened in 2022 and. Just the breaking of the news. I was at work, and um, and of course, once it emerged, there was like grave concern for health, you know, and um, and we were all totally glued to it there on, and it became mm. it became strangely almost as if it was a, a relative that we were following updates on and stuff like that, and um, yeah, it de- definitely, you know, one of those where were you when the news broke, and and we were sat watching it, and then um, sure, it was bizarre, you know, the BBC news, and then it cut to Buckingham Palace, and all of a sudden there was a commotion, there was a lot of movement, and we thought, right, something's going on here, and then it yeah. cut, it cut away from that, and then it showed the flag like half mast, and I thought, ah, right, yeah. okay, um, and then it cut back to Hugh, is it Hugh Morrow? I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Is it Hugh, Ed- <laughs> Hugh Edwards? Is it Hugh Edwards? Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Your Majesty. I think that's that's all that needs to be said, really. 
And, um, you know, in what better way could we honour the Queen's passing than uh, take a trip to Blackpool Pleasure Beach in the following month? <laughs> yes, it's an, another theme park holiday. We did, and this was with mum, actually. This was, uh, this was a great weekend. We went to Blackpool, did the Pleasure Beach. Again, I think I mentioned this in a previous pod, so I'm not going to go into it too much here. But yeah, we went to the, the ballroom as well, which was amazing, went up the tower. And then again, sort of a slightly emotionally charged experience. We went to visit one of our old family homes where we'd spent a couple of really happy years in Lancashire. Um, it, mm. You know, it was about half an hour from Blackpool. So again, mad not to do it. And then the following week was my birthday. So um, we went to Paris for that. And again, that was amazing. Another theme park holiday. (laughs) Yeah, Disneyland Paris. Yeah, it's not the final theme park we'll even talk about this year. And oh, in terms of, uh, I'll tell you what, let me just quickly get to the end of this year and then we'll wrap up this segment. Yeah, I was going to say, you've you've started, you might as well finish. (laughs) I know. uh, Guys, if if you're bored by this, I'm so sorry. It's just, we've started now. We're we're deep within the mire and I promise I'm pulling us ashore. So... In November, uh, well, T20 World Cup champions, I mean, come on, in cricket at the moment, we are truly smashing it. And uh, another trip to London in November as well, Lars, we went to um, talk about notable gigs this year, Opeth, right? Yes. Yeah, Opeth, uh, probably my favourite band of all time. We saw them uh, at the Apollo, basically where I was born in Hammersmith. Uh, well, That's not, why when, wasn't when you born said in the, <laughs> wasn't born in the, the Apollo, Apollo. <laughs> burst on stage during all, an Aerosmith concert. When you said like something else was, you know, the 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 ride, the Gruffalo was uh, one of your highlights of the year. Above this, I was like, shit me. Yeah, I, I there'll probably be one obvious one that I've just not thought of, but uh, you know, the two that come to mind are Gruffalo with Vicky and the uh, Flight of the Skyline, mm-hmm. Vicky. Just magical moments that I'll never forget. Truly. But, I mean, Opeth at the Royal Albert Hall was special as well because it was like a proper introduction to Vicky, to like my favourite band. And she's um, heard, you know, frankly, enough of them probably, she'd say. You know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the car, because we've got like a shared playlist. So obviously there's plenty of Opeth on there. And they, they don't write short songs, do they? So two Opeth songs can compare to, you know, 15 of another band. But yeah, that was amazing seeing them at the um, Hammersmith Apollo, which is a great venue. And yeah, we went to Winter Wonderland while we were there. That was cool. Like just an, an epic fun fair. Uh, and in fact, that wasn't even the only gig we went to in November. We went to see Plaid. Yeah. Um, and you might remember, you know, avid listeners, especially during the music series, will probably remember Plaid. You know, I talked lovingly about them there and, and saw them for the first time this year. So that was again amazing. <laughs> and then you know to round this off that brings us into december and you know we're only 12 days into it as it stands but obviously the world cup has kind of dominated so far and um i'll be kind of cheering on france now so they win me 75 quid um that is the most important prize at stake i'm not really ashamed of it you know i, I mean i i don't have any real affinity with any of the others yeah it'd be nice to see messi lift the world cup sure and particularly when ronaldo seems hell-bent on just shaming himself then um i don't want any of mess for messi to lift the world cup but just kind of if anything i want morocco to win just for the sheer shits and giggles yeah i mean from what i've seen in morocco i'm right behind them you know i i would not mind if morocco beat france i really wouldn't i don't want you to think i'm that um, obsessive over you know a small financial winning but uh, uh, no morocco, the game morocco winning it would be superb but obviously, the biggest thing in the calendar of December, Christmas. What? No, it's Lozzie's oh, birthday, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say. 
<laughs> Hang on, mate. There's there's two there's two ginormous birthdays in December, and Jesus's is fucking second. <laughs> Get in line, you long-haired freak. <laughs> if anyone deserves to have a church. Uh, a, a religion rather named after him. And indeed, I want a church named after me now. Now I've said that. You all heard it. Get on it. Yes, if anyone deserves to have a, a, a religious cult uh, named after them and to, to be uh, worshipped as the God he truly is, then clearly it is me. Clearly. And what better way to end part two? Looking for new condiments? Then of course, it can only be the taste of old boy's sauce. Mm-mm. Welcome back to part three. Um, Welcome, friends. Of the Scott Show again. Quite frankly, I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry <laughs> if anyone that stayed with us. Thank you. Um, I didn't really intend at all for for part two to to kind of be just me talking through my year. So I will trim as much as I can in post. I mean, at the same time, you know, I feel I don't want to. That was your year. Yeah, I mean, uh, those who listen to the show all the way through, I doubt would fast forward through that, you know, because you probably got to know me a little bit by now. And, you know, hopefully that was entertaining. I've just had a great year. It's not me trying to gloat in anyway. I've just had a fucking <laughs> great year, you know, after, you know, not too long since a, a, a horrible year. Um, mm. I'll take, you know, I'll take any decent year I can get, really. And, and this year was easily the best ever. So, of course, I had to talk about it. <coughs> Narcissist. <laughs> so, Lars, I, I just want to hand it over to you for a bit, Squire. What okay. Are you saying? What are you saying? Okay. Uh, just talk me through some, I don't know, new music, well, well, films, TV, anything, video games. Well, as I say, uh, very much uh, mentally, if not physically, I, I feel like I've been sort of sheltering from a great storm in a, in a wet, damp cave, nude, apart from a loincloth, shivering scared at the crashes of light thundering across the sky and, and wondering where you know hope is coming from and and in this state I, i've not really found a great deal to, to comment on for right here and right now so um i'm just going to go with uh things that this might be shallow of me to say but some some of these things will be tv shows and movies uh some of them won't be let's find out but one of the first things I wanted to comment upon was how fucking hot it was this summer at, point, at points. Because it really, like, I, I, I don't remember the last time having all the windows and all the, you know, every available hole in my, uh, <laughs> in my room before anyone else jumps in, <laughs> um, open and still feeling incredibly hot, like at one in the morning. Uh, I haven't had that experience for uh, some time, certainly as extreme. Do, do you remember that, Scott? Yeah, I do. And the thing with me is it, it, I'm, there's an internal battle going on as to like, well, do I want to have the window open to hopefully invite some cooler air in, but then invite half the world's population of creepy crawlies in at the same time? Mm. So it, I'm always a bit torn with those. I think maybe if it's like that again next year, I'm just going to take the financial plunge and get like an air conditioner or something. Yeah. Because um, that, that would be the answer for me. But then again, you know, I'm with someone who's the polar opposite of me in terms of how receptive they are to one end of the temperature spectrum compared to the other. Well, it's uh, the eternal are... struggle, isn't it? Men and women, who wants it hot, who wants it cold? Well, I'm the polar opposite of her, pun intended, because uh, I'm quite comfortable with it cold. You can deal with it when you're cold. You just put some layers on. 
Mm. You know, when you're too have hot, a, have a wang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when it's hot like you can't really do much about that other than get naked and, and i've tried that in the office you know and it just doesn't work so upon. yeah so it's much harder to deal with that that side of it. don't get me wrong i like going away abroad where it's hot but it's a different type of thing isn't it when it's stuffy at night you just want to sleep uh and you know yeah, sleep is a very important thing to me because I do try and be quite a you know a nice uh, genial fella in in real life and uh, mostly on the pod. But you know sometimes you just got to let loose a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, sleep is definitely important. And and you know when when it's interrupted through you know blistering heat, then then I'm afraid often I was a bit testy the next day. Yeah, you wake <laughs> up and find out you've swat the bed. <laughs> That's sweat and chat. No, just just sweat. Just yeah. Oh, okay. oh dear! Oh dear! I appear to have swat myself overnight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, that that's that. I I just remember that feeling of okay, it's lovely that it's been hot, but it's just gone on a bit fucking long now. Do you know what I mean? This it's like you've you've gone to a gig, you've you've seen the hits, you've had a lovely time, and and it just keeps going on, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm not sure I've got enough in the car park, mate. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the, <laughs> that was that was one of my touchstones for this year, and obviously I, I'm just gonna just gonna open up and say that as I've told Scott before, uh, when I was trying to you know think off off the top of my head, the two I, uh, things that happened this year that I was able to identify was the one the Queen had died, and then the other was that the World Cup had happened, and that was it. Mm. Um, I do also think. Uh, uh, a because it was you know a, a, a massive event in world history is the uh, Russia-Ukraine war, which again you know this is meant to be a fairly light-hearted podcast, but um, I just think what a disgraceful situation. And um, anyone who has any respect for Putin can go and fucking slit the wrist, as far as I'm concerned, because the man is a madman. Um, and I, I've actually been mooting the opinion that. Um, I think we'll find out that he's got some sort of terminal disease and he's trying to sort of cement his legacy before he succumbs. But um, yeah, what a, what a terrible situation for the not only the Ukrainian people, but the Russian people who seem to be at least partially at odds with their own leadership and their decisions. Um, I'm very much on the fence with opinions about what's really going on in that war. You know, ultimately, I don't know. I mean, I hate the term conspiracy theorist, but do I implicitly believe everything I'm told in the news? Not really. I'm not saying I believe the opposite. I'm just saying I don't know. Same thing applies to, oh, sorry, I'm taking it into other territory now. But the same applies with like religion, for example. I, t- I don't know whether something exists or not. I want to think something does, but I don't know for certain. Equally, I think atheism is like uh, a strange one too, because that ultimately is also a belief system. So mm. I don't know for sure. And so subsequently, I am I fall into that agnostic bracket, I guess. And um, uh, and you know, in terms of what the media is telling us about these things, I really don't know. So um, I don't. I'm not saying I side for for anyone over it. I'm just saying I kind of keep myself away from it. Well, at the very least, I think we can agree that you know cities and and towns are being destroyed really for no good reason, and people are being displaced from their homes. If if I, I I'm not. 
going to talk about any wider narratives than that particularly but um well war is is only good for a, a very small bunch of people who profit from it financially really and so mm. i can't condone it in any shape or form but equally i don't know fully what's going on there and and that's why i don't really tune into it and also i'm powerless to make any change to what's going on out there um, mm. so again you know it's just again I, i'd hate for anyone to think it's like out of some narcissism or, or lack of compassion in any way but i just genuinely feel i'm powerless to really influence what's going on over there and, I, and subsequently i kind of kick into some self-defense mechanism where i don't really want to let it affect me you know i just want to try and get on with my life and, and enjoy and you know have the influence over things that are within my control and subsequently have a, as happy as possible a life i just didn't want the this to have gone past without mentioning it because yeah it, it seems like a significant event, you know? Well, yeah. Mm. Uh, one thing that is, is completely randomly just, just came to mind, and uh, I am now going to invite you to talk yet again, so I've, I'm already shooting myself in the foot. But um, if we perhaps drift in more into sort of like TV and film, something yeah. that I, I know that you've watched that I have not, which is why I need you to talk, um, is House of the Dragon, because that that was, you know, the Game of Thrones universe coming back as a, a prequel, I do believe. Uh, how did you find that as a as a as a, a, a on as I always find a slightly odd uh, person a candidate for uh, being a fan of Game of Thrones but you are aren't you Hughes yeah and it's because um, primarily I mean it took me a long time to watch Game of Thrones and um, when I first did I abandoned it you know not too far in because I was watching it on my phone on a site that what you know wasn't <laughs> wasn't the official way of watching it and so it was a pain in the bollocks trying to negotiate all the ads as you know we all know the the dance almost of working circumventing adverts to just get to the fucking episode you know and it was that kind of experience the first time around with Game of Thrones I returned to it years later properly when it was on Now TV uh, in a particularly frosty ex-relationship. Um, and um, I'm surprised I ever did return to it, really. But um, when House of the Dragon was announced, I thought, well, I'll give this a go. I mean, it's important for me to say that what I loved about Game of Thrones was more the politics and the humanity, the mind games, than the fantasy element, really. Yeah, yeah. You're not a fantasy guy at all, really. No, not really. Um and so with this, I thought, okay, if it's taking more of a focus on that, then who knows? But I'm certainly going to watch it, you know? And um, I thought it was pretty damn good. Mm. I would thoroughly recommend it to anyone that's a fan of the... I know there's so much out there about how Game of Thrones ended. And again, you know, it sounds like I'm always trying to be contrarian, but uh, I thought the last season was all right. I don't think it was as bad as everyone was saying. I actually think the final episode of Game of Thrones was very good. I think it was the penultimate one that maybe I thought was a little bit ridiculous at times, but um, I thought the last season was okay. You know, yeah. I yeah, don't I... think it was as bad as, you know, people washing their hands with it. So I think, f- get off your sanctimonious horse, you bastard. <laughs> I mean, we, we really can't talk in that respect, can we? But um, no, I, I, I similarly, I, I felt like it, it, it reached an end and things were sewn up and it was neat and tidy, but it just seemed a bit of a rush job. And they did seem to either forget about certain characters arcs or just sort of go, well, this is where we were thinking of going at the end anyway. So just sort of cramming it in whether it fitted or not. And, um, but yeah, there, there was, there's not to to dwell, but I remember seeing lots of, frankly fairly wanky posts about oh you know they've uh, they've completely sabotaged um uh, uh 
Khaleesi's, uh, uh, you know, character arc. And I just mm. think, well, um, by the end, I, I, I wasn't really that fascinated with any of the characters, particularly. It was it was a show and I was watching it. It was fairly enjoyable, but I was not a devotee for any uh, any length of time. Yeah, I mean, the Hound was always my favourite character, really. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he, he had quite an entertaining send-off, I suppose. But House of the Dragon was pretty damn good, yeah. I think it was universally fairly well received ended in a really interesting way uh, apparently there's a two-year wait for the next series but i can wait two years you know the, the, again people out outcry oh god we've got 14 months to go until the next series. Hmm. fucking get on with your life but yeah i thought it was good <laughs> it wasn't yeah, one, yeah. it wasn't one of the shows that um i'd actually made a note of to talk about really for this year but um no, I'm glad you brought it up because it, it yeah. wasn't a notable thing I watched this year. And uh, I'd recommend it to you, Lars, and uh, to anyone listening. I, you probably don't need to have seen Game of Thrones to watch this. Like Lars said, it is a prequel. And there's there's some interesting nods to things that then later go on to happen, but not to the extent where I think you're really having a subpar experience by watching it without knowing those references and nods and stuff. So uh, if you've got Sky, watch it. That's all I'll say, really. Sure, sure. Now, if I can keep it on TV, but sort of, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there two two little sleeper hits of my own, which I don't think many people, or perhaps many people in our circles anyway, that um, will have will have watched either. But I wholeheartedly recommend both. Uh, one very much from the, um, the early part of the year. Uh, Mum was a massive, massive fan of Downton Abbey, and we'd seen. Uh, through the the skybox you know that it recommends various things and she'd seen that there was this series that was upcoming that was made by the same uh, people or certainly had written by the same people who'd written Downton Abbey and it was set in America um, in in the sort of you know the establishing of the railway sort of times and you know uh, it's you know very again um, a lot of sort of social politicking and and you know so-and-so's throwing a a, a, a a party or a, a social event and you know who can go and who can't and all this sort of thing. now if you just sat me down a month before and told me that that would be one of my big takeaways from the year oh this i'm sorry being a, a, a little show called the gilded age uh, which we watched on uh, on sky atlantic yes yeah. um yeah i i, I sort of essentially humored mum in, in terms of sitting down to watch it because I, I always thought that Downton was really well made. It just wasn't my thing. And uh, I, whenever I seemed to catch her watching it, it was always, you know, somebody being raped or someone had died or someone was in prison. It was also fucking dreary and they were all worried about losing the house. And I was just a bit like, I'm not here for it. Sorry, not here for it. Exceptionally well made, well acted, all the rest of it. Not here for it. Sorry. And the, the Gilded Age, actually, I thought was a really charming little series. I, I don't particularly want to, to tell you much about it. I want you to stroll into it like I did. And, and uh, as I say, just uh, likable characters, great acting. Um, it was it was surprising how much I enjoyed it by the end. And I'm uh, now I'm actively awaiting the season two, which is on its way. So that that was nice. A nice little surprise. And another nice little surprise for me was a, a series on uh, Prime Video, I do believe, called Jack Reacher, or, or Reacher, to give okay. it its proper title. Um, 
I didn't have any great expectations going in. Again, mum was a big fan of the Reacher books, and I just sort of said, oh, okay, we're often looking for something to watch. And I said, oh, okay, let's give this a spin. And again, you know, I, I, I haven't read the books. I haven't, you know, I, I wasn't particularly invested in any way. And I mean, the the guy they got to play, Jack Reacher, is a, is a fucking unit. <laughs> um, I mean, he is a Goliath of a man. And, you know, he's also very handsome as well. I mean, didn't, didn't, didn't do anything for me particularly. But, you know, I, I, if I was uh, otherwise inclined, I'd be all over him like butter on toast. Oh, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging a man's good looks, Loz. No, exactly. Uh, which I just did. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I, I thought it was a really fun series. It, it's, you know, gritty in the right places. Uh, I thought there wasn't many sort of big gaps in logic. Um, and it was fun. It was entertaining. I, I, and I, by the end, uh, it had taken me on an emotional journey where I, I had sort of in parts laughed and I had in parts cried genuinely. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I've, I've seen it being fairly well reviewed in other spaces as well. And I, I'd just like to give it a shout out there because uh, Reacher is a, a thoroughly enjoyable part of my year. Oh, cool. I've, I've not heard of either. <laughs> Fair to say. Exactly. Um, I mean, to be honest, in terms of my viewing this year, because of uh, you know a new relationship and stuff like that, naturally, it's been a case of introducing each other to our kind of beloved shows. You know, mm. so there's there's been a lot of rewatching this year, and mm. it, it kind of started with The Office. I think probably the first thing we actually watched together was the, like the US Office, which I'd always been keen to watch. Um, as Loswell knows, you know, I will. Lord to the hilt, uh, the UK office is one of the great pieces of television of all time. Of course. Um, um, I'd never really, I was very aware of the US office and there wasn't a part of me that resented it. Yeah, of course, I saw scenes from like episode one where they outright took bits, you know, like a stapler being um, put in the jelly. Yeah, of course, I would change it to jello for the US version. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that was actually, once I watched it all, quite necessary, really. And um, it is totally its own thing once, yes once it, it it is necessary for it to kind of find its voice a little bit but honestly i mean i don't know whether i prefer it to the uk office well i don't but it's like <laughs> it's i do know yeah i don't but it, it's it is right up there um it, it's very lovable for a different reason and actually I, I, one thing i will say is that the jim and pam story uh has every bit as much pathos as tim and dawn if not arguably even more um, and I wow. really, I really enjoyed, yeah. And I really enjoyed seeing that play out. And um, Michael Scott as a character is just, yeah. I don't want to go too too much into the office, but I really enjoyed watching all of that. Um, really enjoyed it. And uh, naturally, mm. we we did watch the UK office as well. And of course, we watched extras, Lars. Um, yes. And um, you know, I, I'm Lars knows, and you were talking about like harrowing. TV a minute ago. I'm a glutton for that sort of thing. You know, if something mm. if something's caused a, a, a ruckus, you know, for being like particularly despairing or, or violent or whatever it may be, then there is a part of me that has to see it. You know, to know what the fuss is yeah. about. Yeah. And um, you know, yeah, that's led me to seeing some pretty bizarre and and dark things down the years. But but one show I always loved for its absolute bleakness and darkness, but done in a very very clever and interesting way is Black Mirror. And um, Vicky hadn't seen that before, so I showed her all of Black Mirror this year, and she, oh, absolutely, wow. she absolutely loved that. That's shot to one of her favourite shows, I think. So everything we've introduced each other to is kind of shot up there into that the canon of you know top tier kind of shows that we've seen, which is really good. Mm. And, and likewise, she introduced me to a, a particularly dark series called The Handmaid's Tale, which um, 
it's, it's oh, really good. yeah yeah but but we've we've got as far as series two and it's kind of been put on hold at the moment because we mm-hmm. um because uh i introduced once i got i got sky installed recently and i was looking through like what they've got on offer and the moment i saw curb your enthusiasm appear i thought yes <laughs> like i didn't think this was on any streaming platforms i thought i was gonna have to go out and buy the box set which i think is fairly pricey still but no thankfully it's all on sky and i introduced that to Vic, and she adores curb your enthusiasm so we've just been plowing through that we haven't really had a massive amount of spare time to plunge into TV. So it's we've kind of fallen into a nice habit of an episode of Curb, you know, most um, most dinners, that kind of thing. Uh, so Hamay's Tale has been kind of put on, uh, it's, it's been temporarily shelved, if you like, but I, I'm looking forward mm. to getting back into that. But you've left a bookmark, haven't you? Yeah, and, and The Simpsons, we've, we kind of thought we'd start watching The Simpsons from Series 1, and we've got oh, to about, yeah. about Season 3 or something. So we're working our way through these things, but there is an ever-building list of stuff to watch. Uh, I know you mentioned um, Welcome to Wrexham, and, and uh, my brother yeah. rec- recommended that again the other day. And there's, um, there's, yeah, there's various things that are just in the, in the roadmap, the pipeline, to get to as soon as possible in the new year. But I suppose, yeah, they're, they're the notable things on TV this year for me. There's been largely kind of re-watching things. But in terms of new discoveries, I'd probably have to say The Office, you know, the US Office. I can't believe it took me this long to get around to watching it. And I can't believe how much I loved it as well. Mm. Um, so for, for me, it's it's been a, a funny year because, you know, I, I am an unashamed sort of comic book fan. And I don't mean to to drone on, but there, there were several notable films this year. You know, there was uh, the the new The Batman um, with uh, old um, Robert Pattinson, famously returning to uh, you know a, a bat like role because he was a vampire, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, bollocks. Never watched it. But yeah, I, for me, I was like, it was it was everywhere, and I do. You know, particularly uh, if if it's advertised on the podcasts that I listen to, uh, shout out. I, I watch a lot of the, or listen to rather the a lot of the WWE, uh, what culture, the, oh, rest, yes. the rest, the wrestling podcasts. Uh, so there was a really weird advert that it was. I think it's the Riddler has like the the advert always started with the Riddler going, <laughs> and every time it would sort of they'd be having this conversation, it would just cut out to. <laughs> oh fucking hell and you know after a while you know it was sometimes it was three times in an hour podcast fuck me and yeah it's sometimes when it, something gets that level of, of coverage i'm just like oh i'm not i'm not going to invest in this purely because i've had it crammed down my throat um and i've i've been told that it's uh it's quite good and i, I am looking to where uh, to check it out because it looks like a, a fresh take but for me it was sort of the batman film that didn't need to exist I'm, I, I'm not i'm not saying they can never return to the character but uh yeah I, I think the whole dc side of things is getting a bit muddied and i i, I wasn't so sure but uh, coming out the other side I've, I've heard good things not one for you though hughes i imagine no i'm afraid i can't comment whatsoever <laughs> no no um, yeah i'm well, good a- <laughs> uh, then um i was i was really looking forward to i have to say uh thor love and thunder uh i i i really like where uh thor had gone with ragnarok and they'd got taika waititi back and um i i, I really really enjoyed the arc that they'd sort of borrowed 
for Love and Thunder with Gore the God Butcher and everything like that. And again, I appreciate I might be the only one interested here. So I'll keep it brief. But yeah, I, I was I was really disappointed. There's 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 been two that you know almost the same with Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Both of them had had elements in it that I was like, oh, that's quite good. And even if it was uh, subverting something that I was expecting, okay, you know, I, I'm not saying it doesn't have to be a panel for panel remake of the comics. Why would it? But uh, yeah, both both I went into with sort of high hopes, and both times I came away thinking uh, I feel like I could have done a better film myself. Hmm. Um, I don't uh, with Thor: Love and Thunder. You know, looking at it from the outside. Now, again, um, this is probably where I'm about to speak deeply, disrespectfully, and offend you know the rest of our listeners um, and me. Yeah, and quite possibly <laughs> Lush as well. Yeah, um, from the outside, it looked as if this new direction with Thor, at least based on the posters and stuff like that, was perhaps some executive attempt to harness the whole movement there is at the moment around you know embracing sexuality and stuff like that and and i don't know if that's the case or not but it looked as if it that might have had something in terms of influence with the direction that i, thor I see what you mean in the you know they, they tried to introduce the the lady thor character but at, at least that had been again established in the comics and um that's frankly cool. when when I, I i started properly getting into comics myself that was one of the runs that had just started at that time. And okay, that's okay. one of the reasons why I was really excited for it, because I, I'm no particular lover of uh, Natalie Portman. Um, she's a pretty girl, bless her. But um, <laughs> there's a really patronizing comment for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, the, the, the arc in the comics was brilliant, uh, really brilliant. And, I, and again, the whole Gore the God Butcher stuff is really, you know, brilliant and emotive. But was there something I, to do with like Thor's sexuality in this as well? Is he bi- bisexual or something? No. Where have I got that from then? I'm sure I read there's, that somewhere there, and it was... There's a, there's a bit in, um, they go to visit like the Hall of the Gods and he gets stripped naked in front of everyone and... But that's not really a gay point because there's loads of women that all like fall over fainting because of his heart naked body. So no, I thought there was genuinely something to do with his there's, sexual oh, orientation. It's, it's, it's Valkyrie, um, Valkyrie uh, Tessa Thompson's character. She's uh, openly gay in it. But... I mean, I, I'm only saying this because just at the moment, and and again, you know, this might sound offensive to some people. I just genuinely don't think it is. It's coming from a good place. Is that at the moment it kind of frustrates me the way this whole thing's being handled because actually I think it never should have been a taboo subject in the first place, you know, all of this stuff. Mm. And so what what I'm seeing at the moment is this desperate swing in the other direction, which to me is kind of like things are being done for all the wrong reasons in the name of like, oh, we must promote this, push this at the moment. And hopefully the pendulum will kind of settle nicely in the middle where true equality actually happens. Because mm. at the moment, I mean, look at like pundits and stuff like that on TV. You know, if Sky could get their hands on a disabled black lesbian you know they've hit the jackpot haven't they let's face it whereas he's also a muslim yeah and so i just i what i look forward to is when this settles a little bit and like i say we find ourselves in a nice spot in the middle where it is actually equality you know people are picked based on their their talents and things like that rather than you know other things that i've just mentioned and i think that's mm-hmm. that's where that's that's where we're going to be in the best possible place as a society where where it's sure. tr- true respect you know true love and respect and so I mean, as you say, I, I, I think we've got to a place where I appreciate that things were not that way. Things were not inclusive. There were certain people that couldn't get certain types of roles. Completely understand that. Things have changed for the better, definitely. But as you say, I think anyone getting a job, rightly or wrongly, because of orientation or, or skin colour, 
is 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 just as bigoted, frankly, as as negative discrimination. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it should just I, be on merit, shouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, and also, what frustrates me, particularly at the moment, with um, I mean, in terms of like the moment someone says something now that can be construed in any way to be offensive, then people can't be quick enough in in terms of uh, washing their hands with something and going, you know, that X corporate does not in any way condone this, this and this, and we stand strongly mm. for this. And I think, well, you don't truly think that in your heart, do you? You are just desperately trying yeah, to keep people on side. And it's it's all reputation driven, uh, yes. which is which is what frustrates me. You know, the, this this sort of Twitter police business, isn't me. it? You know, the people being cancelled and all that sort of thing is is is. Uh, it's disgusting. There's this. Yeah, it uh, is. It's disgusting. You know, someone telling me that I have no right to to voice my opinion is actually more offensive than um mm. than whatever opinion I'm giving. Because you know, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into this, but yeah, just cancel culture really irritates me. Uh, you can choose to just walk away from something, but to to try and I suppose it depends what it is that's being said to some extent. But um, sure, sure. You know, I will always fight for and kind of defend people's rights to just voice their opinion on anything. Well, as as an outsider and as as an overthinker as well, I'm always keen on on different opinions and viewpoints. And in many times in my life, I've found that I've actually accidentally almost offended certain people because I'm so curious to learn about other viewpoints that I, I've ended up speaking to somebody be, as as if they were the representative of their creed or their sexual orientation or that sort of thing. But I think that communication is, is key. And I think as long as you are respectful, even misjudged comments, you know, should be able to be made and forgiven. I, I think this business of uh, it just, just, uh, I mean, for example, I, I was asked uh, at work if I would prefer, uh, you know, if you had any preference to work, with either uh, homosexual people, uh, well, gay people or lesbians was the, the question. Yeah. And I responded, having been uh, sacked by three lesbian bosses, um, none of which I felt were particularly fair. Um, and every gay fella I've ever worked with has, has almost always been a delight. I went, well, from my experience, I would say uh, I'd prefer to work with a gay fella. And uh, someone overheard it and, and really blew it out of proportion. Was oh, that's you can't say that. And I went, no, no, I, I very much can. I have, and I will again. I, I'm allowed to have a preference. Yeah, that's, that's, it's that's not hate speech. You yeah, know, it's like, a lack uh, of understanding on their part, not yours. But of course, someone like that can't really see it that way, can they? It's it's like oh, you you said the bad word. Now you must burn. No wrong and 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 you know as, as someone who's always considered himself as a champion of truth i do believe that exploring what the truth means means on both sides and, and indeed to each other regardless of of orientation or you know anything um the more understanding and compassion we can have for each other especially in these trying times is is the only hope we've got yeah, and I think, you know, talking about things like the Queen and, you know, the World Cup and, and, you know, one of the key things of this year for me has been this whole movement of inclusivity and, and um, emergence of, you know, gender pronouns and all this kind of thing. And 
again, my position on it is that I think it's it's great. I will always celebrate people's rights to celebrate that. Um, I just look forward to the moment, hopefully, you know, within a year from now or so, where it's just settled a bit and it's become normal. Because at the moment, what we're seeing too much is corporations pushing this for mm. financial gain and reputation, and that's not right either, and that pains me to see. So I'm hoping that um, this is just a phase we have to get through to get to truly where I believe as a society will actually be in a much better place and will be better for everyone. Now, with, with things moving along, uh, we're going to take a break because we've got three minutes left. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that that seems like an apt um, moment to bring part three to a close. And then um, we've still got a little bit of other things to discuss, haven't we? Um, we I've got I've got films from this year, uh, well, two from this year I want to mention. So uh, mm-hmm. let's... Let's come back to those forthwith. Luke Skywalker uses the force for everyone else. It's old boy son. Welcome back to Oh, part. yeah. Nice. And uh, we were talking about, well, uh, we began talking about films, didn't we? And then that segued yeah. somewhat into something I feel was necessary to talk about. So I'm glad we got the opportunity to do so. But I suppose steering it back into the world of cinema, is there any others, Lars, that, that you've seen this year or that you've rewatched um, this year that you particularly like? <laughs> no, not really, to be honest with you. Oh, there's only two, really, that I made a note of to talk about. One is a, a, a film, again, you know, in the interest of like showing the other half something that means something to you. And, and thankfully, she loved this film and we watched it very recently. And I know you rate this film, Lars. It was my number three of all time, Ex Machina. Uh, oh yeah yeah we watched that recently and it was just yeah so glad i put that on but didn't didn't really come out this year though (laughs) no well that's what i mean so in terms of re-watching a film yeah yeah yeah, there 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 is one (laughs) film that that came out this year which i should talk about now you might remember uh i hope you remember if you listen to the film series god that seems a long time ago now it certainly wasn't last year was it it was year before maybe Mm-hmm. Uh, and my my number two film, and it could have very easily been my number one. In some ways, it's my joint number one. Was Jurassic Park, and yes. um, uh, and and I've enjoyed all the sequels. I I, I think they're all good. Um, in turn, well, I, I think they're all good in terms of the Lost <laughs> World, Jurassic Park three, which I think people gave some stick to. Uh, I thought was was better than that, and then um, Jurassic World. I thought was great. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I think, was quite underrated as well. So naturally, I was hyped for Jurassic World Dominion, um, particularly with the way that Fallen Kingdom was left, you know, on a great yes. cliffhanger. Um, and so I was super excited to to go and see Jurassic World Dominion. And and I must admit, when the trailer dropped, I was a little bit disappointed. I thought, okay. Mm. But I thought, well, some trailers can give too much away. Some can be totally untelling as to how the film unfolds and what kind of style it's going to be in and all sorts. So I just put it down to just a shit trailer. Let's go yeah. see the film. Uh, no, the film was shit as well. And um, <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I've ever been more disappointed by a film. Um, wow. Yeah, because I've enjoyed all the others in the series in different ways, and I thought they were great. And I, I've always there's always a case for their defence that I'm, you know, can easily make. This was the biggest pile of atrocious cack um, from start to end, and it it really it upset me. It annoyed me. It it I went through all of the negative emotions with this film, and um, we thought we'd go and see it in like 
oh god, I can't remember the name for this type of. It's not 4D. It's almost like it's beyond that. It's the one where like the seats move. And, oh yeah, yeah. And they and they sp- <laughs> they spray you know like scented stuff into the and they can change the temperature of the room and and yeah spray. yeah yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I feel like it's got an X in there, you know, like X- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like four XD or something. <clears throat> yeah, and twelve um, K. Yeah, and, and that was quite entertaining in some ways. I mean, the the seats shake a lot more than you think, and um, the the fans are the thing that let that down. It cuts to a scene, you know, out in the Siberian cold, skate, and and you hear the fans just go. <gasps> somewhat detracts from the you know the visceral kind of ness of the film but um that aside i'll say it again just a shit film all round really annoyed me and i look the fact that you know sam neil was back laura dern came back i mean jeff goldblum had made a return in previous films and in fact sam neil had done had me on, on one occasion but um, he was on the payroll he wasn't really back was he but oh man i i don't want to say anymore i just want to forget it happened um sure it, yeah, it really, uh, it was a real shame that, you know, one of my favourite series, if not even possibly my favourite sort of series of films, mm. ended like that. Yeah, I've, I've not watched it, so I've not got a great deal to add. But yeah, I've I've heard not good things. And I think you're a little kinder than I am to Fallen Kingdom, which had its moments. I definitely get why you, you, you don't hate it or anything. But um... No, I think Fallen Kingdom is great. I really do. Um, I had a great villain. Um, and I thought the the story was they actually, did. I think so. Um, and I think the story. What you mean, uh, Rafe Spall? Uh, probably. Rafe, the, the the genetic like engineering guy. Rafe, uh, well, I don't need to go into it too much. Rafe Spall, of course, is. Do you know who I mean by Rafe Spall? I thought I did. Um, <laughs> you might have to Google him. If I Google him, it just messes up the pod because this laptop's not... Yeah, yeah, well, it's not it, that important, is it? This laptop's running on eggshells, you know, literally. Um, so I went... But no, he, he's kind of... Yeah, I, I thought Fallen Kingdom was really good. I really did. Um, I, yeah, Fair. I'll Fair. defend it Defend it to the hilt. Uh, I've got nothing to say in Dominion's defence. I would just continue to slag it off, and I don't feel necessary to do so. I don't think anyone would benefit from that. I think it's probably clear my feelings on on the film. So okay. I'm quite happy to leave it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, one thing that I, I wanted to get in, you know, this is this is me grabbing the podcast with both hands and running off with me grubby little mitts all over it. But you, you may have obviously remembered uh, a previous episode where I spoke uh, at some length about uh, wrestling. And once again, appreciate that i might be the only one who finds this interesting but as something really catastrophic happened this year in the wrestling uh with AEW wrestling in particular i just felt like i couldn't let a review of the year go past uh without the incredulous events of uh, of all out 2022 now um no i like this it's your turn to, to bore the listeners and i yes. can just put my feet up and open a beer yeah, exactly <laughs> kick back yeah check this out <laughs> so it had often been uh, almost like a mythical thing of would cm punk ever return to wrestling and he did and it was marvelous and um, i watched that with you didn't i uh you watched his first match back but he had actually re-debuted oh okay, previous okay. to that uh, but yes no well, well done mate well done um so there were genuinely, you know, adults crying in the crowd, and it, I, I, it was, I would have been one of them if I was there. It was genuinely emotional. <clears throat> um, yeah. I think he is a, a really sort of special guy, and almost like a, 
almost, I'd say, almost like a, to- a cultural touchstone guy. I-, I got a lot of respect for him, but I, I must admit what-, what happened this year didn't add to that in any way. But we, we get there. So, so you know, CM Punk was, was back and in- enjoying, you know, hot feuds, uh, some really great matches. Uh, AEW was really sort of sauntering along. And in- indeed, all out the previous year that-, that me and Scott watched was probably the high point so far. There was, you know, an- a- another two debuts that night with Brian, Brian Danielson and uh, Adam Cole. There was some, you know, really, really interesting, you know, combinations, great matches. The whole that whole pay per view is possibly the best pay per view of all time, which I think is hilarious that that's got to be one of the few that you've ever seen ever, Scott. So, and I remember you, you at least gave it the, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember it quite well. It went it on for a... fucking ages. I can remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but it was good. It was, you get uh... your money's worth with AEW. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just remember it lasted a long time, but that, sure. I made that sound really negative. I didn't. I think it, it, it sustained its excitement, really, didn't it, throughout. And if anything, I, I I remember a small sense of frustration at the time, and it would have added probably a, a, a level of, of commitment that would have been too much to ask of you, really, as, as someone who isn't a fan. But I had sort of put over to you the um, sort of the all the because it was it was so such a long pay per view that they don't actually put any videos like hyping it up, and that is one of the things where like you know if you aren't into it then that would have caught you up and you'd be like, oh, okay, so that's why that guy's fighting that guy and that sort of thing. And, you know, if there's one thing Americans do well is hype. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that would have probably meant that it was six hours of wrestling, which you're not interested in. So <laughs> I completely understood. It was a full hour just of hype. But okay. I remember watching it the day before and I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be fucking amazing. And, yeah, uh, so basically from that high watermark, um, things sort of – started to go awry and I, I feel really bad for Tony Khan because I feel like he's really tried his best to you know make a good place for the wrestlers and to to do entertaining wrestling but we got a, a really amazing feud this year with MJF and CM Punk uh, which I again not going to particularly bang on about it it's probably one of the most compelling feuds of, of recent memory and and really unfortunateness where You've had CM Punk manage to injure himself in one title match by winning the title. And then I think within three days of winning it, he'd broken his foot trying to crowd surf in the crowd. <laughs> so that obviously put him on the shelf. And they got John Moxley, who was one of my uh, dinner guests, if you remember that podcast. Uh, John Mann, do, Moxley, yeah. the, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he was crowned interim AEW champion in the in the meantime. And they waited and waited and waited and waited and waited for CM Punk to come back. And he finally comes back. It starts up uh, again, you know, uh, this, this, oh no, it was, it was Moxley again. So he came back, immediately had won the title. And then there was sort of like another, you know, the big pay-per-view match was whether Moxley would win it back or whether CM Punk would go on and to, to defend. Now, this was, as I say, all out this year. And unfortunately, a series of events, CM Punk manages to injure himself once again in winning the title once again. Right. He's got, I, oh, I forget what it is. I, I think it's an upper, uh, upper chest, if not upper arm uh, injury. Excuse me. But they were talking about eight months out immediately. So I think that sort of played into what happened. Uh, important to note as well, apparently 
in in the fallout of CM Punk leaving the WWE, there was a point where he was engaged in a legal battle. Again, trying to make give you the cliff notes as quickly as possible. Uh, one of the uh, basically, he went on a podcast to give his experiences of how messed up his the end of his days were in in WWE. And they both got sued by WWE, and the two guys actually fell out with each other in the discourse. And he, uh, uh, you know, CM Punk is a very sort of you're either with me or against me sort of guy, and is very sort of searing in his takes. And he just wanted nothing to do with this other guy. And it, there'd been when he joined. The other guy was an active member of the AEW roster and he had since been not featured so much on television, had been minimized and sort of eventually sort of phased out. And it was made out that that was CM Punk who'd said, you know, this is uh, I need that guy off off the roster. And he's since come out and said, there's nothing of the sort. I, I don't care where he works or where he doesn't work. I just don't want anything to do with him. Which I think is fair enough. But one of the guys went off script. Uh, hangman adam page apparently and basically in a heated exchange with cm punk had sort of essentially referenced that you know he thought that he'd pretty much got his friend fired and uh, what a bitch he was for it essentially and punk it took a few shots of his own and um notably there was a week of tele- television where he knew that hangman page wasn't going to be there and deliberately called him out knowing that he couldn't possibly answer because he wasn't there and then basically proceeded to call him a fucking coward in front of the, the live crowd. And, and then, you know, was just like, well, what a bitch. And then moved on. It's like, okay, right. So basically, we've had another massive pay-per-view. It's, you know, a, a really good pay-per-view, but completely overshadowed by what happened afterwards, including MJF making his... Uh, I mean, MJF is, is such a natural villain, again, just to, to give you some context. But it's sort of, think a, a spoiled rich boy. Uh, he makes his, his return, and, and because he's sort of almost attained this anti-hero status, that he's was cheered by the Chicago fans who are, are always sort of behind CM Punk because he's from Chicago, and they cheer him over CM Punk in Chicago. And I think there was a few things, the, the guy going off script, the fact that he would now, he must have felt the injury. And I think he just sort of had had enough, he'd said, since that he you know when he was injured that uh he really found it difficult to have finally got back to wrestling and then all of a sudden had it yanked out from underneath him so i think that there was a few things that contributed but famously i, I you know i say famously none of you probably have any idea what i'm about to say but they do uh, media scrums as they call it at the end where they get the wrestlers in to talk about the match and how it went and that sort of thing and my God, uh, I implore you, even if you're not a fan, to go and search uh, CM Punk um, All Out 2022. Probably that enough would do it. That the media scrum in particular, where he just goes, it just vents every bit of his anger. Um, it is 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 quite spectacular and basically completely smashes the the guys who run the company. Talk about they couldn't run a fucking Kmart. And they're stepping on each other's dicks. And, uh, you know, they, they, there's much more salient points being made, but it's just the ones that stick out of the zingers, you know? Um, yeah, of course, yeah. So, so he then, having, you know, savagely berated the real-life executive vice presidents of the company, then goes back and apparently is sat in his dressing room where the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega 
there's various sort of accounts of what actually happened and obviously no one's ever really going to find out but on one version of events they kicked the door in which hit CM Punk's dog in the face and knocked loose teeth Mm. um, (laughs) before coming in and then in another one they sort of little more than barged their way in and and demanded an apology for literally just being completely humiliated and rinsed on I wouldn't say national TV but certainly to the world Uh, a brawl ensued uh, regardless Uh, one of CM Punk's uh, the guy that was with him um, I wouldn't quite say entourage but he was a trainer of of his early days Uh, he bit Kenny Omega in the forearm and um, apparently one of them threw a chair at one of the young bucks and and, uh, like full pout smashed him in the face Um, thankfully he wasn't still holding it because he could have killed him but still you know imagine one of those wrestling steel chairs being thrown across the room smack in the face Mm -hmm. Um, basically there was uh, a concern that CM Punk was then going to sue AEW for uh, unsafe working practices and assault and this that and the other and so the 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 night after well no I say two nights after because it's no three sorry apologize so after the Sunday pay-per-view, it was Monday. It was, so it's when, Wednesday night is was when Dynamite airs. They'd crowned a new champion, a new trios champion, and all of them had been immediately suspended following, you know, a fairly substantial breach of breach of code of conduct on both sides. To be quite fair, but yeah, all of the plans all have gone up in smoke. Uh, even if they wanted to bring Punk back, he's still on this eight-month layoff. I don't think after what he did that that's ever going to happen. You've got the artist of a wrestler, Kenny Omega, finally making his long-awaited return from injury immediately back on the shelf because of the suspension. They'd really built up to these trios titles uh, to make them seem important and and to to have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the elite, uh, be the, the first recipients that... Uh, that was supposed to be something special that was going to go along. No, immediately vacated. And the the wrestling world really melted down because it was just such a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. I, I don't really want to labor on it anymore because, as I say, I might be the only one who gives a shit. But, well, I appreciate um, you bringing us up to speed on the on the year's events but in I the just, world of wrestling. You, you just could not write it. I mean, it, I was so looking forward to, to seeing CM Punk live in the flesh, and I don't think that will ever happen again. And that I, I find really disappointing because we had tickets. I had tickets to go and see the WWE. And within a month or so of the show, my one of my favorite other wrestlers who was wrestling as Daniel Bryan is uh, Brian Danielson, now in AEW. Uh, he'd re- had to retire. And then CM Punk quit. And they were the two guys that I'd bought the tickets for. So I missed out then. I've missed out again, I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> I, frankly, I just wanted to say that I'm sad because I, I really, for better or worse, I do think he's a, an amazing character and I, I'm going to miss out. No, I'm gutted for you that, that genuinely, uh, that's... But yeah, that's that's uh, that's my two cents. I just wanted to get that out there because genuinely for me, it's it's one of the defining moments from the year. Well, no, thank you. And it's, it's funny, isn't it? Well, is it funny? I don't know that we've had <laughs> we've had all these um, different either one-off episodes or series, you know, up till now on the Scott and I show. And with this being a year's retrospective, we've kind of covered most of them, really. And um, one we could cover very, very quickly: music. I'm actually not going to talk as much as you'd think about this. Uh, I'll just quickly. <laughs> music, good question mark. 
<laughs> I'll just reel off some of the, the releases this year because these are all bands that I would have mentioned, you know, during the music series. And Porcupine Tree returned after 12 years with a new album. Really enjoyed that, to be fair. Plaid came back this year with a new album in a few years with quite an interesting theme and a big visual element. And it was great seeing them live. And I got to meet them afterwards and, and the woman uh, who does the visuals, Emma Catnip. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you check out um, Emma Catnip, I, I'm sorry, old boy. I know this is this is your episode <laughs> to, to plug, but I, em, Emma <laughs> Emma Catnip is worth checking out. She's done some amazing visuals for this Plaid album. Obviously, check out Plaid as well. Um, and then uh, Meshuggah again came back with a new album this year. If I'm honest, this was the biggest disappointment of the of the mm. band. Their last album, called The Violent Sleep of Reason, I thought was a disappointment. And actually, listening to this new one made that album grow on me a lot more. So I don't know what that says about this one. I don't dislike this album, but I just feel like creatively by far the best thing on this new album is a track that they apparently wrote about seven or eight years ago so yeah. that, that that tells you something you know that for me that was their prime you know um, but i really enjoyed seeing them live and they were great and they are getting on now you know these mm. are these are all fully white-haired men now still rocking out like you wouldn't believe oh sure uh, and in terms of Opeth, you know, Michael from Opeth actually did release something this year, but it was a soundtrack to a Swedish show about a, a serial killer. And um, I need to listen to it again. It didn't really grab me. But again, I've said, you know, in previous episode that uh, Opeth's latest stuff doesn't really grab me as much, uh, with the exception mm. of um, Pale Communion, which is a masterpiece. And then uh, perhaps the best album this year, along with the Porcupine Tree one, is The Smile, which um, mm. is... Basically, is it two or three members from Radiohead? I can't remember. It's Tom York and Johnny Greenwood right. have, have formed this new project, and, and that album was superb. Wow. So, yeah, there's, there's been quite a lot of interesting new music this year, and those are the, the kind of standout, noteworthy ones for me. And Yeah, and uh, there's always like a song or something that stands out each year. And this, this year, funnily enough, again, I'll, I'll keep this really brief. The, the song that stands out to me this year um, is, remember Ocean Size? Let's talk about that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, um, two of the guys from Ocean Size sort of did their own little side project called British Theatre. And <laughs> um, it's not like on Spotify or anything like that, but on YouTube, you can find some of the stuff. It's on like Bandcamp, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Wow. But there's a track they did. It's called As the Leaves Are to the Limbs. And that is probably the best song I've discovered this year. It's amazing. And from, um, you know, obviously, again, Vicky's been introducing me. We've got, of course, we've got a shared music playlist, like I said. And I think if, if I had to name a favorite band of hers, it would probably be Paramore. And they've, um, they've come back with a couple of new tracks this month. And I've got to be honest, I quite like them. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see him at some point early next year. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I've got time for the new material. I've grown a lot to that sort of thing, I think, in recent times. And um, yeah, I'm really digging the new stuff they're making. So that's cool. Yeah, fair play. But I suppose that's all I've got to say about music, really. Is there anything of note for you, Lars? Uh, well, I won't touch on... Kendrick Lamar doing Glastonbury, although because I, I think I, I did on a previous podcast, but um, it, that that was certainly a moment from this year, just because I, I remember being so impressed with his display. Frankly, you know, it, it was a show. Whether you like the music or whether you don't, it was peppered with his back catalogue, and it, essentially, I think every single song had 
He had a dance troupe of uh, some description with him, and it was all all choreographed, all timed. It was all you know, it was a proper show, and I really yeah. admire him doing that because there's so many rappers that just sort of go out, shout into the mic. <laughs> And then produce thirteen thousand gunshot sounds in the background, and then puff some smoke, and then go, uh, which is grand. But <laughs> it's just not. If I'd paid to be at Glastonbury and then observe that, I might be a little miffed. Hmm. So, but no, I I must admit, um, for me, the, the this is the one thing that that jumped out at me is is Kendrick's album. Uh, he'd not released an album for for a little while, and and in fact, I've genuinely. As, as odd as I think you might actually find this, Scott, I, I've found my interest in new music sort of waning just because I've, I've really sort of seemed to have lost the path of what interests me. But I, I, I was eagerly awaiting Kendrick's album once I knew it existed, that, that such a thing was going to be released. And the trouble is with Kendrick, I, I love I, I really love him so much. And I do think that he's uh, a generational artist and his voice is so important. But yeah, it was it was a fine album. It just wasn't as good for me, or as as iconic, I guess, almost as as some of his previous work. And to me, it was just sort of yeah, it's it's fine. It, it is his lyrical ability is is never really in question. But the actual songs themselves, for in in terms of whether I liked the music or not, um, it, it was fine. But it wasn't better than that. And that that unfortunately. Yeah. It leads me to say it was a bit of a disappointing year for me musically, but but there we go. We must be honest, mustn't we, Hughes? Yeah, and uh, that's fine then. We could just move on, can't we? Because uh, one thing um, I was keen to talk about, actually, and again, it's another episode we've we've done, ladies and gents, video games. Ah. Yeah, uh, there's only really one of note I could really talk about this year, which is Elden Ring. Uh, yes. I- I mentioned that before. I've platinumed that now, and it's taken Ooh. it's taken me most of the year to do it. To be honest with you, because largely because again, you know, I I don't have that kind of time to just. It, it's hard for me to make a case to just give an entire day to something. Uh, and in yeah. fact, funny enough, on the occasions when I have really played that, I, I has been actually doing that. Come to think of it, where I have kind of just blocked out the entire afternoon and a bit into the evening and chips away a good chunk of it Elden Ring I absolutely loved I think that recently won game of the year ahead of mm. the new God of War which I haven't played I really like the first God of War but um, I'm in no you know rush to play Ragnarok because it, it plays third person a bit like Elden Ring and you know from soft games so I'm quite happy to just leave that for a bit and I'll, I'll come to it at another point but Elden yeah. Ring fully deserves game of the year as far as I'm concerned and, and funnily enough when Elden Ring came out I was working my way through Dark Souls 2 yes uh, which is quite old now. Um, mm. And boy, I've returned to Dark Souls 2 now, and it's taken some readjustment, let me tell you, <laughs> like in terms of the controls, but the way the game plays and stuff like that. And Dark Souls 2 is quite infamous among the FromSoft fans community, uh, much maligned. Most people hate it, quite frankly, and think it's just like the, the black sheep, you know, the shit one in the series, the dud, you know, the one to be ignored, the one that must, must not be named, all this sort of crap. The millhouse. Yeah, it's it's absolute twaddle. Uh, I think it's great. It's different. It's not my favourite, I don't think. But um, again, you know, I was keen to play it because of all of this reaction. And um, but it's just it's notoriously difficult um, in a certain way. And I think I'm finding it especially difficult because I've returned to it after not playing it for a year, playing a vastly yeah. different game. And I've come back and I'm and I'm at right at the end of the game, at the hardest bit, the uh, the three DLCs. 
So I fit I finished one of the DLCs and I've got now the particularly infamous two other DLCs to play. So that's going to take me well into next year probably because uh, I don't chuck that much time at it. Mm. No, that was it was going to be one of my uh, few touchstones for for gaming this year. I, I haven't actually had uh, the chance to play it yet. It's not necessarily something I'm going to rush out and buy, but you know, heard heard great things about it. Obviously, watched you play a little bit of it, and it looked very difficult from what I could see. Well, Elden Ring, um, but yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. No, uh, looked in- incredibly uh, well put together, and you know how deep. Um, and, well, remember, it's come from the mind of George R. R. Martin, a la Game of Thrones, uh, and. R. 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 Yeah, yeah, and uh, to some extent, House of the Dragon, because that's based on one of the books he wrote, isn't it? So, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so... Whoopee shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sort yourself out, George. Yeah, for, for, for me, there's there's only one other thing that I'd like to, to add on gaming-wise. Actually, two. Two things. I, I, I'm yeah. breaking all the rules. Uh, one was uh, Pokemon Violet, which I've just... I basically had a bad day the other day and I hadn't been planning to buy it. And I just thought, do you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> uh, and so I bought it really on a whim. And um, actually, I, I, I've, I've quite enjoyed it to, to my own surprise. Um, I, I've, I've played a few Pokemon games recently, you know, in the last couple of years. And um, but th- with this one, I really like the idea that it's sort of you are not constrained to go in a certain set route. Hmm. Once you've got through the initial sort of like cutscenes and the bullshit, you can go wherever you want. You can take on whichever trainers you want or don't want. You can go to whichever gyms you want. There are certain what they call Titan Pokemon, which are like oversized, overpowered, uh, that you need your whole team to sort of take down. And there's no handholdy sort of you do this bit first then you can lock the route to go to this bit no 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 if you're not if you don't know you can just walk in on something that will immediately demolish you and i think that's an element from other games which is is actually um, you know made it all a bit more interesting well dark souls for sure you know yeah yeah exactly so uh, yeah it's it's um, i've enjoyed it more than i thought i might so uh, that's yeah. been a little a little bit of a, a sleeper hit there, yeah. And I get, I, I like the fact that you get, <laughs> that you get gifted almost at the start the the legendary Pokemon of the game, which I've always thought they should be included more than just sort of popping up at the end and you normally chuck a Master Ball. Is at that it and that's um, Coniferous Colin? Yes, yes, it is. Well yeah. done. Um, I heard many things, <laughs> but they're they're two lizards that essentially become um, uh, motorbikes. It's <laughs> quite funny, and you ride around on them for the most of the game. Okay, like Chocobos so, from Final Fantasy. I'm oh, going to not say really. yes. No, I mean not, the not fact really. That I don't know. Um, but yes, you're right. Uh, <laughs> go, go and get a Chocobo into your life, Lars. And then um, you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> so yeah, it, there's there's various levels of upgrading you can do, so you can upgrade them so they can scale walls with their feet, and then there's some that they can turn on like turbo boosters and and like take off into the sky which i thought was quite fun so yeah i I wasn't i was i was shocked uh and the other shock frankly as i was helping uh uh, another one of my colleagues and friends anna sort of uh, understand her boyfriend's uh hobby would be the word um i i've ended up through researching and, and and trying to find videos for her 
I've ended up getting back into Warhammer of all things. All oh, right. Uh, I, I am in the process of building my own Imperial Fists army, and the the custard boys are back in town. Is, is all I can say. And watch out. Uh, so yeah, just in case you know, you know, I I, I, I realise that I'm. I'm setting a high standard for all you guys out there. You know, you, you, you look at me and Scott, and obviously we're glimmering demigods of, of men. And, you know, it's it's an unobtainable standard that we set. I, I do understand. It must be frustrating for you all. But, you know, just to sort of try and bring myself down a little bit to, to normal people's levels like you, I thought I'd take up Warhammer just to, you know, just to take the shine off a little bit that you know i i am really a normal bloke there, there are certain days when the curse kicks in and i am normal but <laughs> i'll never tell you which days those are because then you'd try and kill me wouldn't you you're ungrateful little fucks so um yeah i i'm doing warhammer i'm as shocked as anybody but bugger me i'm enjoying it so do you care. do you my man and it like we ended part three was it yeah just you do you don't worry about anyone else um We'll see it back in a minute. I, I, I think that's our thoughts for the year, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Readjust. So, was it Warhammer? Yeah. Uh, do, do, do you listen to Atletico Mints? No. Okay, so me going, Warhammer, means nothing, basically. No. Warhammer. All right, well, on that note. <laughs> I love that you did it anyway. <laughs> twice. Yeah. All right, see you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Two Dicks Talking Bollocks. Of course, it's the Scott and Loz show. And um, uh, just a quick reminder that this episode is brought to you by Old Boy's Sauce. So get out there and buy Old Boy's Sauce before he runs out and you have to spend the year in remorse. <laughs> oh, why, why do we not work in advertising, Hughes? It's the best I could do at this time. I don't think we're doing enough to, or at least I'm certainly not, uh, to really sell how good this sauce is. It's amazing. I just want to say again um, on Instagram, at oldboysauce. Uh, I'm not being paid to do this. It's <laughs> such as my, I, I just think, you know, if you love if you love a good condiment, then why wouldn't you love a great condiment? Do you know what I mean? So get onto oldboysauce and um, thank me sometime in the new year. And then you can compliment our podcast with the condiment compliments of us telling you about it. Aye, aye. Well, that's just dynamite, isn't it? So, right, we've, I think we've, we've done plenty of talking about the year up until now. Why don't we bring things sort of to a conclusion by just talking about the rest of the year, you know, like Christmas plans, what are you doing for Christmas, what, what films are you going to be watching this Christmas, stuff like that, and then maybe oh, we could do a similar thing with the new year and just kind of... Let, let's, let's do hopes for the new year, shall we? Because... I mean, obviously, feel free to talk about Christmas if you like, but I, might, I, I don't have much to say. <laughs> no, well, we did a Christmas pod. All I'll say with Christmas is that, um, in, just going back to film for a minute, Vicky and I drew up a bit of a list, again, of things like she'd seen that I hadn't and vice versa. And um, I'm going to neglect to mention hers because, unfortunately, she's got the list on her phone with her <laughs> things on it, whereas I've only got the list of the ones I want to watch and, and introduce to her. So we watched The Grinch the other day, which was quite enjoyable. Um, not a great film, but it's you know it's it's, it's the still, Jim Carrey one. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still quite fun to watch at Christmas. I, I must admit, I spent the the whole film enjoying the kind of the CGI, the the blend of CGI and actual physical, um, you know, makeup and stuff like that that was going on. Mm. 
I think it was in some ways caught in a nice time period where both were applied in equal measure and it was quite nice. And then National Lampoon, have you seen that before, Lars? No, not seen either of these. Is that, so National, National Lampoon's, is it Christmas Vacation? They're a curious series. In some ways, they're America's answer to the Carry On franchise. Because these films have been done in such different flavours, National Lampoon's this, that. And it's just a family, the Griswold family. And um, Chevy Chase plays the father, I don't know his name. But he just wants to do right by his family. He wants everything to go well. You know, he's got a strong, good heart. And everything goes wrong in spectacular fashion. And, um, you know, it's just got a charm about it. It's not necessarily the funniest thing you'd watch, but it's just, it's got a charm about it. So, of course, we're going to watch that. Gremlins is on the list because... It's uh, people forget it's a Christmas film, but it is it's set at Christmas, and yeah, yeah. it's and it's a really good film in its own right. Uh, and then you got Love Actually, of course, which we talked about. Die Hard, we have both talked about this before. It is a Christmas film, and it's I believe definitely a Christmas film. Uh, and then you got The Holiday as well, which is a nice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> contrast. It's a Wonderful Life and Muppets Christmas Carol, possibly two of my favourites. So of course we're going to watch She's those. She's never seen Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, no, I think she has, but um... oh. Right, okay, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, um, yeah, I know. I was, I've um, got 9-9 nine, nine already dialed. Yeah, she's just not a Muppets fan, Lars. So I, I've, I, I'm still processing it, but um, I'm going to obviously ram that film down her throat at some point in the next few weeks. Make sure that you do. Because uh, I just love the Muppets. And I think most people do, but she doesn't for some reason. I think it might just be attached to having watched it at a very young age, not getting it, not particularly liking the side of it. I don't know. I don't want to speak for her, but just I love the Muppets. Everyone loves the Muppets. Is it? Is it because she is a Muppets cop? I don't know. Well, I, I talk about, you know, meeting that kind of finally having met the, the one person that truly feels like a soulmate to me. And, and, you know, we've got so much other things in common, like disciples of Vic and Bob, you know, and that sort of humour and stuff. And then so all the more astounding to learn of her disdain towards the Muppets. So mm. yeah, we'll uh, we'll I'll let you know how that goes in the new year. But I was going to say I'm I'm shocked and appalled. Uh, and then I think the, the League of Gentlemen Christmas special is one I'm keen to watch. I know when we <laughs> yeah. when we talked about TV specials, things like The Office came up, and I think the extras maybe in Black Mirror and stuff. But the League of Gentlemen Christmas special, superb. And um, Inside Number Nine are doing a special as well, so that's going to be worth watching. But that's oh, that's cool. that's all I'll say in terms of Christmas. So let's let's look beyond that and uh, and to the new year. What are you are you actually doing anything on New Year's Eve? Have you got any plans yet? Um my rule of thumb, as is almost every year, that's why it's my rule of thumb, you dick. Is is basically I say to my boss, I will work all the eves you like, but when it comes to days in terms of days after normally, you can go fuck yourself. So Christmas Eve, no problem. Boxing Day, fuck yourself. N- uh, New Year's Eve, no problem. New Year's Day, fuck yourself. There's a pattern. Uh, keep it consistent. That's what I like to do. Uh, so I have attained both of those things. So I'm quite happy. Um, we've got traditional Christmas, uh, frankly, as it does tend to be almost sort of like my Christmas on Boxing Day, where I basically turn around to mum and go, I love you dearly, but I'm doing exactly what the fuck I like. And if you don't like it, tough. It's Lost Christmas. Um, and then I've actually got the following day off as well this year, which when, when you work in retail is a bit like, what? <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, I've, I've got a, a big old pile of grey plastic, which uh, is, is Warhammer, for those of you uninitiated, uh, coming to my over Christmas and birthday. So I shall no doubt be uh, balls deep into that early in the new year when I've got a week off. And I cannot wait, frankly. Um, but yeah, uh, I, uh, frankly, uh, after all we've all been through these last couple of years, genuinely, I just wanted to, to leave on a little note of hope and just to sort of go... Uh, I, I know, you know, things seem quite bleak at the minute. You know, there's there's not a lot of, of, of happiness in the world. Uh, not that there is a great deal with, with in, well, anyway, to me. Uh, anyway, but uh, I really feel like somehow we'll all make it through that there's, there's a, a turning point coming and, and it might be something that we, have, you know, we, we could never see coming now. But I just have a sense that, you know things a break be... in the weather yes yeah exactly and i hope i hope it's not the eye of the storm but i feel like things will will sort of settle themselves down and i feel like the next year coming 2023 there's going to be a year of consolidation and growth and uh, i just like to say genuinely um how pleased i am for you that you've met vicky and uh, i think she's a lovely girl I, i'm really looking forward to spending more time with both of you uh, this coming year and uh, I, I think, you know, good things for, for all of us, hopefully. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't want to continue to go on about that stuff with me, but obviously it's just important to me. I've had a, a really good year in that respect. And um, I do in some ways believe that it's it's karmic. You know, I think uh, I'd like to think I'm, I've been deserving of it, particularly after going through some difficult times and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, naturally, of course, we're spending Christmas together and stuff like that. And, and you know, I won't sort of go into all that stuff, but we're doing the, the typical kind of stuff you'd expect to do. It's quite nice that we'll have her family and my family. And, and then after Boxing Day or, or Boing Day, as I often call it now, because uh, in a WhatsApp message to my brother, uh, thanks to a typo, it was referred to as Boing Day. And the name's kind of stuck between us, at least. So uh, after Boing Day, in fact, no, on, on the, I think the office um in which i work closes on the 20th of december so no 22nd i don't know i'll obviously oh. find out in time uh, <laughs> just assume where, where have you been you uh, i just let you in yeah i just know all the opposite you know where were you oh i thought it was the 20th <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but oh uh, yeah our offices are closed you know be- betwixt christmas and new year so that's nice uh and our anniversary yeah, falls yeah, within must, that time must be nice yeah yeah and that, that our anniversary <laughs> falls in that time so that's going to be great and and then i mean in terms of the new year i think if I had a resolution, it would be, I think, a health drive is most uh, definitely in order. Uh, I've put on something like two and a half stone this year. Um, mm. Just, I know it can happen a little bit, you know, in a new relationship, but I just, I think I've taken it to the extreme. It just, we've just been dining at like royalty all year and um, I, I've paid the price for that physically. <laughs> and so... Um, that's fine. I'm okay with that. And um, I did. I've joined two different gyms. You know, one that's got better facilities, and the other one's got like a sauna and a pool and stuff. I've barely been to either. But I think it's because I made the decision. It got the proximity to Christmas, and I thought, do you know what? I'm actually going to cut my losses for the rest of this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just enjoy myself. Fine, you know, and then really hit it hard, like after Christmas or maybe at the start of the new year. So that is my obvious kind of resolution to just, yeah lose the the amount of weight that i'll put on and maybe a bit more and just feel healthier in general really uh, i'm pleased to say i feel very healthy mentally you know these days compared to how i have mm. done at times and actually you know segueing into 
the future of the Scott and Lost show, maybe across next year. I know one of the episodes we talked about, I think you you hinted at this in a previous ep, was um, a mental health one. So I think we'll do that. Yeah. And I think, you know, we had a list of random ones for Series 3, and we've, we've done most of them now. And, and I think um, one obvious one that's being screamed out for, uh, and it'll be very much in the vein of the film and the music series is one on like tv shows tv you know? shows yeah yeah so maybe that'll be the one we tackle in the new year i don't know but sure uh, and we were talking about how difficult it would be to actually combine the comedic stuff that we love with the the more drama you know drama serious so yeah. that's that's the challenge we've laid t- down to ourselves to to somehow sort of combine the two together in our top tens and no doubt we will do honorable mentions and stuff like that. so if I was in your position as a listener, I'd be looking forward to that one. Um, <laughs> You're licking your chops. Yeah, or maybe not. I don't know. But I, I, I mean, again, you know, this uh, this episode largely came from. I think we would have tried to do it anyway before the new year. But I think it was nice when Lars said, "Hey, you know, I've um, had some feedback. We should do a Christmas one, and then or, or do a retrospective New Year's one." And we've we've gone on to do it when we may have not otherwise been able to sort of get it in and have drive to do it i don't know so that's cool and i'd yeah. love to, i would love to to be um to hear more feedback going forward if anyone wants us to do a certain thing or doesn't want us to do a certain thing i'd be interested to hear yeah. why and then we uh, i'd like to think yeah, unless the feedback is please please stop <laughs> yeah um, in which case we most definitely wouldn't i'd like to think yeah exactly but- we're going to um, do it anyway. And um, this is going to be a long episode, quite possibly even the longest. I don't know. So uh, uh, let's. we should definitely try and bring it to a close because I think there is actually a limit on, on how long an episode you can upload on. There's certainly uh, a limit to people's patience, Scott. Well, I'm not so interested in that. <laughs> um, I'm just li- thinking about, you know, if nothing else, Loz and I listen to these back and enjoy them. Right, let's bring this to a close. Let me um, go to... Here we go. Drum roll, please. No, no, the page completely broke. Uh, we, we have <laughs> the the scrolling wheel timed out. Isn't that majestic? So we don't know how we fared in that quiz. Um, how Scott and Oz is that? I, just... I I like to think that we got twenty two out of twenty two, Scott. Yeah, we'll call it that. We'll call it twenty. We'll call it one hundred percent. Um, we are the champions, my friend. <laughs> and uh, yeah, on that note, there you go. Scotland's victorious once again. And thank you for li- if you've got this far. I mean, you've got less you. You've got this far in the year, haven't you? Yeah. You know, so we're near the end in that respect, and we're near the end in this respect. So thank you no, for listening. Why give up um, now? Yeah, I'd, and um, well, you know, we're going to get get into an absolute belt of a new series in the new year. I think. Does this bring this series to a close? I don't know. We haven't even listed them as series one, two, and three. It's just kind of in the back of our minds. We've kind of grouped things, I guess, to some extent. I don't it's, know. It's literally head cannon. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll come back for series four in the new year. I don't know. But I, I tell you what, Hughes, I am literally salivating at the. Uh, the smorgasbord that is still yet to be devoured by our listeners. And uh, let's 2023, let's fucking have you. Yeah. And before that, uh, happy birthday, Loz. Yes. For, yes yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when this episode will go out. It depends how long it takes me to edit, but uh, the World Cup will no doubt have ended. I'm certainly going to get it out this year. Uh, whether it's before or after Christmas, I don't know. Uh, if this episode comes out before Christmas, uh, then I hope you have a fantastic Christmas, whatever you're doing. As Lars said, it, it's been a year full of shit, you know, in terms of 
what's been going on in the outside world. And I just hope that a bit like me, you've been able to find ways to get through the year and, and enjoy yourself and, and make the best out of it, you know? Uh, and if this episode goes live after Christmas, which it may well do, then I hope you had a great Christmas, whatever you did. And I hope that you can look ahead to the new year and stuff like that and just just be happy. You know, I just want people to be happy. It's as simple as that. It really is. Scott and Loz say, don't worry, be happy. Yeah. And in fact, uh, I'll get this episode out as soon as I can, because it gives you ample opportunity to buy old boys sauce before it runs out. Yes, yeah, that would be very pointless if we did it after it all sold out. Yeah, exactly, yeah, so if nothing else, that's <laughs> that's my motivation to get this out there, because I'll look very silly, won't I, if it's all sold out before it goes live. And it is selling, it is selling. Oh, so, yeah, because of course it, it is. Because I know how good it is. So, um, Robin, if you're listening, mate, thank you. You know, you, you've got a very busy life yourself, and you've taken the time to, to do something excellent like this. So I'm glad that I could at least do my little bit in, in trying to promote it. Uh, not that I think you need it, and not that I think my promotion uh, is going to do a huge amount for it. I don't know, but I mean, if one person listens to this and goes off and buys it, then I'm a happy man. And yes. hopefully, hopefully you yeah, are. Yeah, no, big, big up yourself, Rob. Uh, ma- massive, uh, massive respect on the creativity, not just on the names, but the, in doing it in in from start. So yeah, fair play, son. I yeah, can't wait to try some myself. It's just such a brilliant endeavour, isn't it? To something to be yes. able to say you've done with the year uh, and indeed last year. So yeah. Uh, it's it's almost not starting to sound like shameless kind of plugging now, which it it, it really isn't. It's just I want to talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, old boy sauce on Instagram. Um, check it out. I, I really think you'll um you'll be pleased to have done so. And um, anything else from you, Lars, before we wrap it up? Fnark. The recording has stopped.